everybody, before we get into this week's show, I want to talk to you about some new projects from Merkle Media. First off, we just dropped a new podcast called Run It Back Philly with DJ Eastwood. If you're into Philadelphia sports talk radio, you're going to love Run It Back Philly. Go ahead and check it out on any podcast playing app of your choice. Leave a five-star rating review. It would be greatly appreciated. Also, we have some docu-series coming out next year. The first one we're going to be dropping is Sunken Silver in the spring of 2023. To follow that, we're going to have Shadow Appalachia dropping fall of 2023. I am really excited about 2023 and all the new projects coming out. And I just want to let you guys know, new podcast, Run It Back Philly with DJ Eastwood, available on all podcast playing apps. And the docuseries coming next year, Sunken Silver. It is a treasure hunting show, and you're going to love it. That's coming in the spring of 2023. And then also Shadow Appalachia, where we're hunting down ancient mysteries right there through Merkle Media. If you want to check out all this new content coming forward, check it out, Merkle.media. No.com, just Merkle.media. All the podcasts and docuseries and films are right there. Merkle Media. And, you know, we're, we're thinking there's some kind of witchcraft stuff happening down the road from us. And she goes into my son's room and, and my daughter's room to check on the kids, make sure they're good. And when she's in Ben's room, uh, you and I hear, it was like a thud, right? And, and, like, and like a vocal, like a deep th- vocal or something. Mm-hmm. It was a thud and then a uh, pretty long, I mean, second, two seconds, moan. Yes. Outside of the house in your backyard. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand and he's running really fast and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blowed his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touch air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me, just get a hold of me. If you want to hear more shows on a weekly basis, go to theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the join button and become a member today. 
Members get access to bonus shows every Thursday right there on the website and the Castos app. Plus, they get the Tuesday shows ad-free and access to all the overtime content available right there waiting for you as a member. So if that interests you, go to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today. Woo, I did it, Christian. (laughs) That was a good take. Oh, I did it. Okay. Now we're just going to get right into things because I'm not going to waste any more time. (laughs) If you were like, what are they talking about? Uh, I got Christian here. He is the editor, director, writer of our films, right? Am I missing anything? Uh, I'm whatever. Yeah, you're you're the everything guy. Uh, I got you here in studio. You've been here for about three weeks now. Uh, two and a half. Two and a half, three weeks. Yeah. Uh, we were in the middle of producing the uh, film, the next film that we're coming out with, and uh, I I don't think we actually settled on when we're releasing the name and all that stuff. So I'm just not going to mention on this recording because I'm not sure when this is going to drop. Uh, but uh, you, I have you here in studio, and we thought it'd be a good idea to sit down, do a recording, have a good conversation with you for the people. And uh, because you're heading out tomorrow to go back to Texas for a week and then you're coming back, (laughs) you're coming back. So, uh, you know, it's just a constant back and forth here trying to do some films and getting, you know, people entertained and having some fun in life. So, uh, dude, we have had a couple of bizarre experiences, I'd say, since you've been here. I going back to the last trip too. yeah, the one we took for your other project. Yeah, you're still keeping pretty tight lipped, but the last month month and a half of things that we've been doing some of the people we've talked to some of the things we've experienced everyone always makes the joke about you that you're the one that never sees anything but the last two weeks i feel like that's really changed yeah no it, it's i mean it's uh you know it, i experience things i just don't i don't know like i don't experience it like you guys experience it it's 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 different for me i don't know i Maybe maybe I, I I try to tune it out, you know. Yeah, it's it's tough because you think about all the people that call in to your show, and you're living through that comparison. You're like, my life is is not what theirs is at all. And the last two weeks, <laughs> you finally <laughs> experienced some weird stuff. Yeah, I mean, so you were here during the recording of the Portal Babies. Yeah. And uh, you were at the Airbnb. And so mm-hmm. when we were all sitting at the table where you're at right now, uh, I was talking to you during that recording, I believe. Uh, so, I mean, it, it kind of gives people the the gauge as to how long you've been here uh, and all the things that have transpired in the last two and a half, three weeks. Uh, I mean, you and I had that uh, experience at the Airbnb together where we both saw that entity thing. I don't know what, how else you would describe it. I mean, what would, how would you describe that? Um, don't know. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> don't know. Don't know. Don't care. We saw the same thing, but the interesting part of that was we acknowledged it at different times. Yeah. I had seen it earlier. A white light go left to right mm-hmm. out of the corner of my eye. Didn't think anything of it. I've seen lights pass by before. I mean, they just had the lights go out at that place, came back on right before we got there. And then, what, 30 minutes later? You bring it up in conversation again, and I say, oh, you saw that too. Yeah. And point to the exact spot. This is what it looked like. This is how it went. And it was confirmation that we both saw the same thing. Yeah. It's, you know, I don't know. I think uh, the more I hang out with you guys, the more weird things are starting to happen to me. So... Uh, I'm inter- I'm interested to see where this wild ride goes. Uh, now, I want to let people know that you were on this show before. Uh, what episode number was that? 
I think 187. 187. It was uh first time I had ever been on a podcast, I think. And we had rescheduled. Now I understand the rescheduling process. <laughs> I've seen behind the curtain of the confessionals. And I will say, you put in a lot of work, but it's a miracle that this stuff ever gets out. <laughs> like <laughs> You've got stuff with the kids and then being in Tennessee for the last two weeks, seeing the wild stuff that calls you out of the studio, the people that show up. I don't know how this show ever gets made with the the little time that you do have. I mean, it, it's it's literally uh, sometimes and I, I tell people this and I don't know if people actually believe me or not, but I mean, I, I literally, I'll come in, you see how it goes. So, I mean, uh, the, mo- I would say 95% of the time every morning you've been waking up with me and uh, we're leaving the house at quarter after seven, driving my son to school. We're in the studio by eight working and we work all day long. And there's a lot of times that I still have work to do. So around five o'clock, I go home and I spend the evening with the family. I put the kids to bed and then I bring my butt back here and I work till two or three o'clock in the morning to get everything done. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, I, I was, when I quit driving truck, I was like, all right, now I can breathe again. Like I can, I can just basically have one job and it's like, okay, nope. <laughs> now I'm just working more <laughs> on one job. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but it happened. And it's, uh, it's been interesting, but yeah, it's, it, it's just a lot of work. It's a lot of work doing this. And we're, you know, I'm basically what it is, is, um, I'm a guy with a lot of dreams, you know, and aspirations mm-hmm. and that requires work. You know, uh, a lot of times people, they have thoughts and dreams and ideas, but, uh, it never translates into action. And so, you know, when they, when, when those people who have those thoughts and dreams translated into action, they know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a yeah. lot of work, you know? Yeah. That was a, a f- funny episode. I was in the middle, I was sitting in my car. 187. I'm looking at it now. East Texas Sasquatch. <laughs> I, I ended up emailing you. Um, and I think Lindsay replied, having no clue that I would end up living in your basement. A couple years later, (laughs) (laughs) making a movie with you. It's it's funny how things work out. But um, yeah, we had a a tornado warning going on like miles from my house, and I'm just sitting in the car hoping hoping this tornado doesn't hit. I've got a barn right next to me with all this loose farm equipment. Thinking, oh, um, like I'm talking to this paranormal podcast, trying to focus. I'm just making sure the pitchfork, like 50 (laughs) feet away, doesn't lift up and fly through the car. So it's probably not a great one, but uh, well, it, it definitely isn't a great one because the, uh, the you said the, you said in the comment section people are like this sucks. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't have a lot of um like you've got some great episodes. I don't have a lot of uh stuff to give compared to like three thirty five when we went out with Kyle. Yeah, or um the Enochian text story. Like you've got some great storytellers on this podcast. And I, I was like, I've got all these family stories. I, I saw some ghosts as a kid. Um, I've got a lot of stuff I held back. We didn't even go much into uh, my family's high jump stories or I think it was the year later we ended up meeting in person. And then yeah. I ended up explaining like, I actually did Treasure hunting for a living, treasure hunting and diving. Yeah, like you didn't, like you didn't even mention, it. like, dude, you buried the lead. You buried the lead. Like, I'm like, you're a treasure hunter. Yeah, we we should have led with that. You know? And the last what, three years, three plus years, you've been saying, 
because I was making a documentary, a treasure yeah. documentary at the time, doing all this uh, diving for uh, a pirate silver legend in Texas. We're going to get into that, by the way. <laughs> and uh, you're like, man, I, I want to make a documentary. You called me every few months and yeah. you'd always say the same thing. Like you'd be driving in your truck or you'd be, you're like, I'm leaving the gas station right now. I'm about to get back on the road, but I want to make a documentary, man. And for like a year and a half, I was like, cool, sounds good. Let me know when. <laughs> when? <laughs> and then finally, a couple of years later, you said, there's this guy in Kentucky. We're thinking about, about visiting him. Yeah. Like, could you help film? And at that time, your mind was so close to what you could do. And because you started the, the YouTube channel, you had the Chasing Legends thing and yeah. that evolved into what you're calling Legion of Legends. Only because apparently somebody else had Chasing Legends already. Yeah. And I didn't know that. And they're like, way to rip off other people's names. I'm like, bro, like, I don't freaking like, I don't even, I don't even know who else is a paranormal podcaster half the time. Like, why would I know a YouTuber? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And, and we went into it thinking, okay, we're going to film a YouTube video for Tony. But as someone, like, I've been able to experience a lot of cool things. So, you know, I, I used to live on a tour bus. Um, I've done stuff with History Channel. I was with you in Illinois shooting stuff, trying to sell it to Discovery. Yeah. Um, like, I won't really say no to anything because I'm one of those people, I like to live for legacies and having those experiences. And I think all of us will be in a really cool place in 50 years when we explain yeah. to grandkids what we did. So when you get called like, hey, that's, that's we hope this guy film uh, looking for these werewolves. And I didn't believe anything at the time. I, I grew up in Texas. I heard about the, the Rougarou um, I've, I spent a lot of time in Central America. They've got similar stuff called um, El Cadejo. It's just like the upright walking dog. And heard all those stories, didn't believe anything. You're like, you got to listen to episode 335, man. We want to go out and film with this guy. I'm thinking about it from the anthropological perspective. Not, is that's this where thing you went real? wrong? <laughs> yeah. Not like, is this thing real? Whether or not it's real, there's a there's a there's something interesting about it, because if it's not real, then why are these stories circulating around? Why was this one area of Kentucky? Why did it have a hundred plus years of sightings in that place? If the stories were fabricated, you know what did that mean to that community? And and particularly looking into folklore and treasure stories, you realize that pretty much everything you hear is going to be based on something truthful which is a little unnerving when you look into the paranormal um i've also studied you know deception and, and stuff throughout college and, and being in documentary filmmaking for a time you can see when someone's genuine and when someone's not within I, I, when i got into the car with kyle within 10 20 minutes i was like this, this guy is actually serious I haven't. I hadn't met Ward. I hadn't met Joel. I uh, didn't know much about Kyle. I'd spoken to you once, and then all of a sudden, I'm in Kentucky with a camera, and I'm like, "This guy's actually serious. We're gonna go out and look into this stuff." He's pleading with me to talk you out of it. The guy who brought me down is now asking me not to do what I came down to do. I'm like, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> I'm already invested, bro. I'm either going to die or live at this point. Yeah. We spent a week in that cabin 
um, came loaded with some cameras, some guns. You guys did. Yeah. I was relying on my uh, ninja beliefs. skills. Yeah, well, I was relying on my beliefs for safety, thinking, you know, I'm I'm betting on this thing not existing and, and hoping I'm safe out here. After what happened to Joel and I, I was a little more nervous. Here's here's one thing. I don't even think I put this in the movie. Um, I I don't think I did. I haven't seen them. I I haven't seen the movie since we came out with it. So I completely forgot. Like, like literally, you just said to me this week and stuff that you you sent me the sh- the the movie to work the audio. And since I fixed the audio on there, you didn't even watch it again. <laughs> I don't think I've seen it all but, the way through. But I totally get it. Like it, it's one of those things where you 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 have you watched it a million times over and over again, putting it together. You don't want to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the way I am with my show. I'm like, I already had this conversation. Why would I want to sit here I and was listen there. to it? The amount of times I've heard people reference old episodes to your face, and you say, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, I talked to a lot of people. Uh, let me let me just take a pause here before you get into that that story that didn't get it make the film. Uh, Expedition Dogman is now on Amazon. Uh, it just as of today, our recording here, um, we found out a day or two ago that it was put on Amazon. It was a long time coming, uh, but it is now available either on Amazon or Merkle.media. You can do either one. So if you're somebody who is anti-Amazon, uh, you can still purchase or rent the film on Merkle.media. Uh, but it's pretty cool. So if people listening right now, even if you have uh, watched the film, uh, if you just want to do us a favor and go ahead and get, uh, you should just rent rent a copy of it off of Amazon, watch it again, and then leave it a five-star rating and review that would help us a lot as uh as we're trying to bust into this whole uh paranormal filmmaking industry which we could probably talk about a little bit later and stuff like the future of that but um uh tell me tell me this story like do i know this story i don't know okay <laughs> i don't know i don't know if i ever told you guys during the week I, th- I actually think i did that first night that we were sleeping out there you know you guys are in the bunks and i'm on your spare air mattress in that main room yeah and we've got the one window, which is right above the AC unit. And for some reason, I wake up from a nightmare in the middle of the night that was only a few seconds. And it was this deer on its hind legs looking up. And it was under this like beautiful tree with these sprawling branches. And it was full moon, moonlight coming through the branches. And this deer was standing up. And it was skipping backward. And it was so unnerving that I immediately woke up and I looked at the window (laughs) and I never said anything. And I was like, man, what's happening to me? I've been some weird, I've been to some weird spooky places and I have, I've never been like creeped out by an area. Um, I wasn't even, I was thinking about werewolves, dogman the entire week. I don't know why I was seeing this upright deer skipping through the woods. It was just weird. Like I showed you the witch trailer the other day from yeah. A24. Yeah. Trying to I, I love A24. Um, but there's a there's the black goat in that trailer and it, it does a hop. And it was really similar to that, but it was backward and it was looking up and it was like it was just losing control of itself. Like like it I don't know how to explain it. I had this nightmare, I wake up, look at the window. 
nothing there. I think I told you guys during the week, and I was like, it just feels weird out here. We were talking about enchantment, curses, or whatever. Word was. Yeah. And then the months later, Kyle ends up calling me like frantically, and he's like, why are my kids talking to me about stuff? And this barely made the end of the documentary. I was like, this is an interesting ending because it gives a taste that whatever this is, is continuing. Um, And his kids are seeing it. Like his son talked about the man with antlers outside of the window. He, He had started to see the man with antlers. And then Kyle said, why are you not telling us about this? Why is, who's the man with antlers? Why is he looking at you? And his son says, he's not looking at me, dad. He was looking at you. And I was like, that's really weird because I had an upright skipping backward deer in this dream just for a few seconds. And it's weird. I don't usually hear stuff in dreams, but this one you could hear the the hooves on the on the dirt. It was dirt underneath this tree. And that is all I heard. I'm I'm not saying it's something paranormal. It was just really weird. <laughs> I'll say it's paranormal. Uh are you sure it was a dream, by the way? I, I hope so. But yeah. I immediately woke up. That air mattress was flat. And then <laughs> I look at the window and I go, great. Not only is something, not not only is like the devil looking in, but this air mattress is flat. So <laughs> it, it's like the worst combination for trying to get back to sleep. Man, I'm trying to sleep. The devil's chasing me and the air mattress is yep. flat. <laughs> and it was that first day when we were all like, 7 a.m., let's get at it. Yeah. And then it was like, well, how about 10 a.m.? <laughs> I was like, I like this group. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, hey, listen, when you're in the South, you got to go the speed of the South, right? I mean, it's, it, everything slows down down here. It's like, okay, 10 o'clock is a suggestion. And, <laughs> and if you plan on 11, you're probably right. So, <laughs> uh, I love it, though. I, I love living down here. I love it in Kentucky. I love that whole journey. Uh, and it's interesting because that dream lining up so well with what Kyle told you, uh, and then it's almost like a precursor to what was next for the the next film, you know, I mean, going out to Skinwalker Ranch and, and all that stuff. It it wasn't even that like in that film, didn't his kids say like, I think it was, uh, one of his kids said, I know what that is. That's a Skinwalker. Yeah. Yeah. He, he knew what it was and. Kyle and his wife had no clue how they were told that. I did not know that that lore was associated with that area, um, but it most definitely is. And yeah. he's since moved. I don't think anything has happened since to his kids. Um, he's called me several times after that film with just weird stuff happening. So it's yeah, it's not a it's not an isolated event. What happened in 335? It, it seemed to touch upon, you know, stuff related to either an area, stuff related to a bloodline, which we went fully into with some of our recent projects. Mm. And is some of this stuff connected? Yeah. Are there multiple connections that could be made? Yeah. Uh, Kyle, he actually, he shot me a, a big, long text recently uh, offering, I'm not going to get into details, but offering for a, a, a very long journey with him. 
Uh, and I haven't, I just re- remember literally as you were saying that, I'm like, I never answered that, but uh, I, I will answer it. I'm going to be like, maybe he'll hear this and he'll know. I, I don't have the time for that long journey, bro. <laughs> like, like, uh, like, like, like he's, I don't want to put his business out there and stuff, but he, he's got to do something really cool. And he's like, you want to come? And I'm like, yes, but I don't have the time for that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but, uh, it's, it's really kind of cool how, uh, somebody who, emailed me because he heard my show and he liked how I, I guess, talk to people and, and stuff, offered his story for my show, turns into this film and along the way develop a friendship, you know? And it's kind of cool in the sense that he's kind of like me, actually a lot like me, uh, which makes him a really good friend. And that's a both way street where he doesn't expect anything out of me and I don't expect anything out of him. Like he's the kind of person that you may not hear from him for two, three, four months, six months at a time. And it's just him. He just drops off the mat, the, the map. And then you know, all of a sudden he pops back in, checks in, hey, how you doing kind of thing. And you know, there's a lot of people that I, my personal experiences, I do the same exact thing. People are like, dude, I haven't heard from you in a while. Like, what, where have you been? And it's just like, bro, don't hold me to any kind of social standards. I come around when I come around. I'm a busy guy. If you can't handle that, you're never going to hear from me again because I don't got time for that nonsense. And he's the same exact way. So him and I get along so well because it's just like, we, we, there's no social pressures any, either way. It's just like, hey, whenever we talk, we talk. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, we went out to Utah and we, we shot the film out there and that's what's in, in the middle of editing now. And, uh, you know, I, I tell you, I mean, maybe by the time this even airs, it, it will, the, the trailer will be out at least and stuff. I'm not sure how the whole timeline is going to run, but it is looking freaking awesome. I mean, like I've been saying this a lot, but I think it'd be interesting to hear your take on it as far as your perspectives and stuff. I've been telling people left and right, that if you liked Expedition Dogman, you have literally not seen anything yet. If you liked Expedition Dogman, like this film is going to knock you off your feet because uh, I'm really setting the stage for you, a lot of pressure. <laughs> but um, in, in, all, in all seriousness, though, because we went to Kentucky with no game plan. Uh, I, I assembled a team of guys. We showed up together, met each other essentially for the first time. I, I was the only you know, common denominator between everybody. And we basically did a shotgun style where we ran around the woods shooting film and you were, I could see the gears working in your head. You're like developing the storyline as, as we're doing this. Uh, this time going into it, we had an idea of what we wanted to do and a game plan. Uh, we had, we brought on uh, some team members that weren't there last time, like Joseph, who was a producer for us. And so he was really organizing the whole thing and making sure everything was good. Uh, how do you feel about this film that you that you're personally putting together for the people to uh, enjoy? Uh, do you think that it's on the level of Expedition Dogman beyond? Hopefully not below. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's well beyond how it's structured. What's the the statement that you told me a couple weeks ago about your podcast episodes? Like you want them? Yeah, I want them to be. I uh, want. Like so, when I started Pennsylvania Sasquatch Research, I had this saying that I told people, and it kind of carried in the confessionals. I want you to be entertained, be inspired, or be educated. And if you hit all three on one episode, it's a grand slam. But I'm really happy if I could do one of those three things. Yeah, I, I think we're aiming for all three. In this, we touch on things that, um, in that area, may have never been connected. We went into theories that could explain a lot of what's going on 
and we don't come right out and say, here's what we think. Like we went out looking for information. We spoke to certain individuals that a lot of times had opposing viewpoints and we are going to present that and say, this could solidify what you were thinking. This could completely change your mind. I would love for people who have, you know, really deep opinions on what's happening at Skinwalker Ranch, what happened at Skinwalker Ranch, what is continuing to happen in the Uinta Basin, and, and go, huh, uh, you know, I may need to reevaluate, or this was really useful information. However, I am going to continue in the way that I think. I'm really interested to see in the future how this is received because as you know there's a um, there's a lot of media right now about what has happened what's going on at the Sherman Ranch and people are kind of waiting by the hour to, to, to hear what new information is coming out I mean there, there are websites out now where you can pay it's to, unbelievable yeah you can pay to see cameras of what's going on yeah you know shoot the cameras in at at the Sherman Ranch and I think that's great I think it, it's helped to bring a lot of interest in the supernatural in um, unexplained phenomena to a lot of people and we went into it with with two different kind of themes none of us are scientists I said on Joel's podcast the other night you know I'm not sure people would be very interested in seeing Joel with test tubes <laughs> And and some scientific equipment, trying to figure out what's what's happening. Yeah, and uh, just to let people know, kill the mockingbirds is a podcast. <laughs> um, none of us are scientists. Everything you hear about the Sherman Ranch, it's it's through the scope of science. You've got two. You've got a multitude of books, but you've got two main books that have come out, and it's all been shaped around these different scientific organizations, um, or government programs that were involved with the ranch. None of us are trained scientists. None of us are going to come up with uh, a theory, test that, and then, you know, display our results in a way that's going to be credible. None of us can figure out what's, what's going on. And so trying to write a, a direction for this film, I said, well, what's the opposite side of that? And we went into this idea of science versus spiritualism. You know, if, if there's been scientific activity at the ranch for 20 years, but there's a thousand years of oral tradition in that area that have been explaining these things, who would have a more fleshed out area there? Like, what, how does 20 years of scientific research compare to a thousand years of walking among the phenomenon? How do those two compare? And I had just come back from Central America and spending a lot of time with the Maya. And I experienced things there. I was told certain stories. I was told background of their folklore. And I, I did have experiences in Guatemala. And my mindset, this was, I mean, two, three weeks before we went to Utah. My mindset was, we should focus on, on the native perspective and try to really get deep on on what's going on a lot of times it's brought up you know it's called skinwalker ranch for a reason and it's because it was this this dominating folklore in the area among the the ute tribe that's currently there i mean it 
it really is part of a, a reservation. But if we went in and there's two sides of documentary uh, filmmaking, there's objective truth. We're not out there to give a documentary on the history of basketball. You know, not everyone's going to agree on what we're pursuing or you can pursue someone's truth. And that's what we chose to do out there. We said, let's go out there. We were given some wonderful tips. And I mean, Joseph and I went out a day early. People started walking to us, asking to have their stories told. And right off the bat, we said, what's going on here? If these people live next to the most studied piece of property in terms of the supernatural in the world, why are people coming to us saying, no one's, no one's listening to our stories? And so it's almost this counter narrative of what is being put out about the history of that place. And there's a lot. I mean, you know how much research I did into the theory that's not even making this film. Not this film, <laughs> but uh, we are going to, uh, I'm just going to say, I mean, we're, we're going to uh, have a spinoff of the film and there's going to be a docu-series that goes into depth on some of the things that you've uncovered uh, since filming. <laughs> it's scary stuff. We've had, and we'll talk about it in a second, we've had technology that we felt was tapped. We've had stuff glitch out that has never, never done that. I mean, our first day out there at the ranch, Joseph and I filmed something on accident. And this footage keeps getting deleted from our phones it's on two different phones. Yeah. This specific video is being deleted. Then we get a call from you telling us to not film in a certain direction. And, and it's like, okay, why not? I, I mean, I know the legality around filming in that area, but how did... I, I wasn't understanding how that could go missing. I was terrified to connect my laptop to the internet. We had already filmed an interview. I am, we didn't have mics with us. So I set my phone out and I record this interview through, through my phone audio. And I'm frantically te texting it to like my dad. I'm texting footage to my dad and I'm like, please save this somewhere else. We are losing footage. We're losing audio. We don't know what's going on. Would you agree that you felt that someone knew that we were, I mean, other than yeah. the owners, but yeah. some outside source, some entity knew that we would be out there? Uh, yeah, I, I would say from anywhere from human to non-human entities, there, there was forces out there that knew we were there and was zeroing, zeroing in on us. Uh, yeah, I definitely would say that. And I didn't get a sense that they were okay with it. Let's put it that way. No, but we were in, a, in an interesting position because we are not a TV crew. We did not come out with a million dollar budget. That's why I'm excited about doing things with you. We came out with a $5 million budget. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're in this middle ground that I, I feel is a really interesting place to tap into because you, you've got kind of three levels of productions. You've got YouTube, really low budget, bare bones stuff, which is interesting. Um, not sure it would garner the most attention in terms of attracting attention to theories, whatnot. And then you've got TV. And then with my experience through TV, working with 
Discovery, Sky, History, whoever, you go through a bunch of gatekeepers. Within two seconds, you can get a call and say, actually, someone at the top, you know, we're not naming names, someone at the top doesn't really like this aspect of it. They don't like the part that if you're filming a documentary on skinwalkers, they don't like the part that you're mentioning uh, dark magic or occultism. They don't like the part that you're mentioning. Uh, they don't like the, the specific phrasing in this one interview. So let's not air it because we need to keep the gatekeepers happy. By the end of the episode, it's all complete. It's on TV. You've got a super watered down, condensed version of what you filmed. And so with us, you know, not really having the gatekeepers, we go out, we, we do what we want to film and we've got a, a, a really good feedback loop yeah. through your podcast. You're like releasing stuff here and there. People are always messaging you saying it would be awesome if you got this perspective. I mean, you were getting tips emailed to you from people like mm -hmm. as we were going out there. Yeah. And that was really cool to work with. I think one person that's done a, a great job at tapping into this is, um, you said you met him recently, Seth Breedlove. Yes. And Small Town Monsters. Yes. They've done a great job at realizing that TV is never going to tell most of these stories mm -hmm. in a way that's and they authentic. Let me keep going with that. Let me just say, they cheat you as the audience. You are being cheated. You think that you're watching a, a film that came through a big production company or you're watching something on TV and you're learning something. They're cheating you because they're taking information away from you because the higher ups say, oh, we don't like that. They don't even know what you like as the audience. They're just taking it away from you. And it, it drives me nuts. So go ahead. Yeah, Seth yeah. Redlove's doing great. I, I, <laughs> um, I think there's a place for, for TV and reality TV. Sure. Like I'll, I'll always um, have some positive opinions of it, but it really does go through this process to where your initial idea is completely changed by the end of it. Mm-hmm. What was I going to say there? Well, you were talking about Seth Breedlove and how he's yeah. really kind of uh, tapped into this this middle ground between yeah. the two, and and I agree. Uh, he's been doing it with Small Town Monsters for quite a while. In fact, I recently had dinner with him here in Tennessee, and we were talking about this stuff. And I had no idea he was doing it as long as he was doing. It. I thought he started up around 2017 when I started my podcast. He was doing it longer than that, and um, it, and I just want to put this out there. For everybody listening and stuff, there is no competition between what we're doing here and Small Town Monsters. Me and me and Seth, we smoothed it all over dinner. No, I was kidding. <laughs> no, we, we had a dinner together, and we talked. We actually talked about that exact this exact thing. And and it's just like people who think that it's a competition, they've already lost because it's not a competition. Because we feed the monster together. He makes stuff, I make stuff, and 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 what we're doing is we're putting stuff out in the same in the same ether, and we're building it together. Like we're two separate entities doing our own thing, and we're and we're feeding this monster together. And when people think that it's a competition, they're they're already cornering themselves off from everything else that could help them. It, it's just kind of silly. We'll end up, I mean, collaborating on something at I'm some sure. point. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. If not him, then I'm going to take all his people. And <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm kidding, Seth. I'm no. kidding. But they do a great job at realizing that there's a, a middle market and the people that that don't yeah. want stuff produced for TV and they don't want to watch videos of guys walking around in the woods for two hours looking for Bigfoot. There's stories out there that need to be immortalized. They need to be told. And you move to a great area to do that. 
Yeah. Right here in, in East Tennessee, you've got the, the missing four one one stuff going on. You've got bases. You've got absolutely um, everything. We, 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 you were rattling it off just the other day. Like, uh, small people, uh, Bigfoot, dogmen, underground military bases, Oak Ridge. Witches. Uh, wit- tons of witches. Tons of witches. Witchcraft. We got Nebo Mountain. I mean, <laughs> we got it all. I shouldn't even said that because people are going to go looking for it. No, do not go looking for it. No, don't go to Nebo Mountain. It's nothing paranormal, but you will die. We have been told <laughs> by like some of the highest decorated, most storied yeah. um, Iraq war veterans. Mm-hmm. That's not somewhere you want to go to. Yeah. And it's like 20 minutes from my house. <laughs> Let me just tell you guys something. I, I, I've been learning since moving to Tennessee that um, I one of my special talents is the ability to get really talented people in the same room together. Uh, I, I didn't know that was a special talent, but it turns out it apparently is. And uh, Christian, you can actually uh, um, confirm this, what you were just saying and stuff. I mean, we literally had one of the the country's number one emergency medics on the battlefield in my office, along with one of the country's uh, most decorated snipers, most accomplished snipers in our military in the office together with one of the country's uh, most in-depth understanding homesteaders and like like I had like multiple gun channels and YouTubers and we all just had this like big meeting and stuff and it was just like how did this happen you know <laughs> <laughs> so I mean that these guys are uh they're in here and they're uh we're talking and and I brought up Nebo Mountain and uh, and and Andy just looked at me he's like don't go to Nebo Mountain he's like don't go there <laughs> and so I was like okay point taken I don't even think you can find information online on why not to go. Yeah. We were just told it's a place that doesn't want the outside world coming in. Yeah. Anyways, I, I just sidetracked this whole conversation. <laughs> uh, the reason why we went, I, I, I said, let's name off everything that's in here. This is a weird area. You said I moved here. It's a perfect area. Go ahead. Um, you don't even remember where you're going. No. <laughs> but I think the last thing I said was witches. Yeah. Yeah. Which goes into... Well, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to jump too far ahead on that one. Uh, but uh, let's wrap up that that thought, though. At least, I mean, we're 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 basically we're living in an area where we can really do some damage with what we do. It, it, like, so Merkel Media is eventually going to, you know, go beyond paranormal. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going. I would really like to do treasure hunting stuff uh, since I have an I mean, in-house treasure hunter. Last week, you had guys in here reviewing a flamethrower yes i I literally had because because like all right so we're hosting another podcast in the studio here they they need the facility and they're 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 talking about flamethrowers and bringing like ammunition and guns in here shout out to black diamond guns and gear but uh um yeah i mean we're, we're looking to do more than just paranormal right down the road like obviously paranormal is is what we do now but eventually one day we'd like to do more uh but building the this this platform is obviously going to be circled around the paranormal for the foreseeable future. And living in this area is just perfect. It's just perfect. I mean, it, it, there's just so much here. It's, it's great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right. I guess uh, what we'll do is, uh, do you have anything else you'd like to talk about, though, on the filmmaking side of things before we start transitioning? Uh, I mean, like... 
I guess we could talk about it later. Some of it comes <laughs> up, but I, I just, I, I just want people to know that you know we're 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 here and we're working together. We have a whole team of people. Everybody's very talented, and we're really trying to make some really cool stuff for you. And uh, we. we I mean, I, I'm assuming Christian feels the same way. We really appreciate all the positive feedback we've been getting on Expedition Dogman. And uh, we're really excited about releasing the next film. And uh, the future of filmmaking in the paranormal uh, is very, very bright with uh, the kind of talent that is coming into this field, like Christian, you know, like, and uh, and really my entire team. I, I, Ward. <laughs> Ward and his camera. Uh, Ward and his camera, <laughs> but like Joel and his music and stuff, and, and uh, 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 Joseph and his background with thirty yeah. years of Hollywood experience, and he, Joseph's been on Broadway. Like I got a team of guys here that just really know their stuff, and it's uh, and they're all bringing unique things to the table that's going to make an amazing product, absolutely amazing. So, uh, so. I I know so <laughs> I know so so uh, I'm really excited about it. Merkle Media is something that we're really gonna be building here going forward in the future. I, I truly believe that in the next uh, year or two, all you guys are going to be living here with me in Tennessee doing this uh, on a very regular full-time basis. Uh, I, my, my, that's my dream and goal, man. I want to see it happen. Everybody just move here to Tennessee and make really cool crap all the time. That's my, that's my Instagram, Instagram bio right there. Like That's what I say I do on Instagram. I'm like I create cool crap. <laughs> you know, That's just yeah. what it is. So. Or you, you tell me what cool idea you have, and then I make it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just. I'm, I'm a sourcer. I, I I source things, and I, I distribute the. I'm like, here, yeah. here's an idea. Run with it. Uh, <laughs> I think we've planned three or four reels. You woke me up this morning, and you're like, "Man, I have this real idea," <laughs> and we didn't do it. <laughs> we could still do it before, uh, you know. I don't know. It'll get done at some point. At it's, some point, it's an evergreen idea. Yeah. Not, yeah. It's not, listen, it, what, what I've learned though over the last uh, few weeks is that uh, it's different. It, like this whole thing, everything I'm doing, it hits different when I actually have somebody here working with me. It's like, whoa, this is cool. Because like, you know, you're in the studio most time doing your thing and I'm in the office and we're both doing our thing. And then you're airdropping files to me to work on audio and clean audio for you. And I airdrop it back. And it's just like, the, the the workflow was getting worked out and I was just like, this is cool, dude. This is really cool. And so I'm excited. Yeah. Shout out to Airdrop. I'm not sure if, if one of us w was not on a Mac. Oh, it, we were like, would we have to email each other? Email each other, Dropbox, take it, put it on a thumb drive, walk it over, you know? Air, Airdrop is just instantaneous. Bing. And it's Disgusting. done. Disgusting. I love it. Yeah, so you like not getting up until, uh, until you come in to ask what, uh, what I feel like for lunch. <laughs> Which is usually like eight thirty in the morning. Eight thirty. <laughs> I'm walking in here like, so what do you think about for lunch today? <laughs> uh, listen, you're talking. Uh, am, am I am I lying when I say I eat one time a day? No, you do. I, I eat and once a day. You've changed my um system too. Have I? I or you have no choice. I, I never ate breakfast, and then I started calling you two meal Tony because you eat yeah. two meals at, <laughs> at lunch. one time. Yeah, and I was like, you're really not going to order two like. You would order two meals for lunch, like at a sit-down restaurant. Yeah. You will, you'll say, "I want this, this, and this." If there are fried green tomatoes on the menu as an appetizer, those will be ordered as well. Today, I got to introduce you to like Mexican street tacos. Yeah, it was good. You had carnitas for the first time. You had barbacoa for the first time. Oh, delicious. Uh, 
What was your favorite? The uh, car- carnitas. I thought you liked the al pastor, the with pineapple. I like that too. Yeah, I don't remember which one I liked more. I, I've expanded your palate a little yeah, bit. We yeah, went yeah. down the street to the place that you went back to back days. Yeah, Los Amigos, <laughs> or Los Los Amigos. Yeah. I'm Spanish. I could speak it, kind of. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah. I, I mean, I, I eat a lot. <laughs> I eat a lot at once. It's at very once, like yeah. hunter gatherer. Like, <laughs> like you've got one meal. I devour it, and I'm good for 24 hours. It's kind of how I. Uh, that's how I roll. But no, I, I do intermittent fasting. So I mean, I, I don't eat before noon, and I don't eat after eight o'clock at night. That's my window. So usually uh-huh. around. One o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm really feeling the hankering to eat. And I just, I go in and then I'm, I'm good for 24 hours. So uh, I don't know. Anyways, let's get back on the paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, we, yeah, we're going outside the box with, with Merkel Media. Yeah, we're going, we're going way outside the box. Uh, so we, uh, we do the whole Skinwalker Ranch thing. And I know this is going to be in the film. Uh, but at one point, um, we're sitting around the fire and we're talking to one of the natives that were giving us tours around the area. And I brought up this idea to him. Is it possible that we coming out here could have a hitchhiker? <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, and, and I, I kind of described it to him basically, you know, could something come back with us? And he's like, oh, yeah. And I was like, could it? Could it not reveal itself right away and just be months later? And he's like, absolutely. And then, uh, well, <clears throat> we've had a lot of we've had having a lot of uh, things happen since we've gotten back. I mean, Joel's been having a heyday with the portal babies. I mean, every time he talks about it, uh, weird, bonkers things happens. Uh, we've had uh, you and I have gone to Indiana, Illinois. We've had weird things happening. We've saw shadow entities in a person's home, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it, and then we go, and then right after we see the shadow entities in the person's home, uh, we go out in the woods looking for Dog Man, and so there's that. Um, but uh, you, you just recently did a a episode with Joel, mm-hmm. and uh, why don't you tell them? you know, some of the tech things that started happening during that recording and then what followed that night. Because so, just, just to let people know, like if you don't know, uh, Joel was, if you just listen to, look at, look at recent history on this, this the, the RSS feed here for the confessionals, uh, the episode, the, uh, what do you call it? Nephilim Portal Babies. It's a four-hour episode where we detail everything that's been happening to Joel when he talks about a specific topic he's been diving into, which we will remain silent on on this episode because we want the equipment to continue to work. So <laughs> uh, if you could just beat around the bush there, it'd be great. Okay. Yeah, I think I'd been here for a day and you're like, hey, by the way, I've got some podcasters coming in this weekend because equipment keeps failing. And it's when Joel talked about this certain topic. and. Tech fails all the time. Like just being in studio, we've had weird stuff happen. I'm thinking, okay, these guys had Skype go down or had Riverside go down. And you come to studio and and all four guys record their experiences. When Joel comes on, bad things happen. The night before you record, Joel's trying to get on with L.A. Marzulli. His computer goes down and then power goes off. Power goes off the same minute that there's another podcaster. He gets a text and says the power went off at his house in Ohio. 
I'm like, this is really weird. That's around the same time we also saw that light too in in our Airbnb or in Joel's Airbnb. All that goes down. I'm still like, these guys are, are kind of looking too, into it too much. Stuff happens all the time. But they talk about the cloud. All four of these people coming down had noticed this one cloud and had drawn it the exact same shape. And stuff starts weirdly fitting together. Um, I had an interview with Joel two nights ago and we, he wanted to talk a little bit about the treasure hunting, a little bit about the film that we just shot. And as halfway into it, as soon as Joel brings up what he talked to me, what he talked on in, about on the in on the podcast episode we did last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was, as soon as he starts talking about that subject, everything starts going crazy with the technology. We all get kicked out. Everything goes haywire. I'm like, this is really weird. We are never able to get it figured out. They said they'll patch it the next day. They'll have to record a disclaimer. They'll get me back on. And they've just got to explain to people that every time Joel brings up this topic, something goes haywire. Then after, I'm pulling an all-nighter in the studio. I'm trying to get this thing done um, as much as possible by the time I head out before I come back. I think I'm editing until 5 a.m. And along that time, middle of the night, for some reason, my phone freezes. My phone freezes on the lock screen. It's never done that before. It freezes. And we're also working on some really sensitive stuff in the documentary. Stuff that may or may not have gotten certain pieces of equipment messed with. May have gotten our phones looked into. um, May have even even gotten us followed at one point. And I can't get my phone to unlock. And I know you're staying up, even playing 2K every <laughs> night. And I know you're probably like, are you going to come back like before I go to sleep? I can't get my phone unfrozen. I look up online how to manually reset. I'm trying to text you on iMessage, trying to figure out if I can contact you through iMessage on the computer and get it to your house or what. And I'm like desperately trying to say what's going on. Nothing's working. I leave my phone to the side. It was, you know, right where your your phone is now. It's just sitting there. Didn't touch it for 30, 45 minutes. I'm just chugging away at the film. I'm like, I'll just let the battery die. It starts calling 911. You have the photo of my recent calls. Yeah. And it has an outgoing call to 911. I can't hang up. I'm trying to hold down the power button now. I'm trying to double click it. Nothing's working. Luckily, the speaker was working. The county emergency services answer. They say, where is the location of your emergency? I'm planning on spending the night at the office. I'm trying to edit a film about, you know, witchcraft almost. And I'm spending the night in this office and I'm not the owner. And so I'm thinking, oh my goodness, the cops are going to show up. I'm having, I have to explain. There's a reason I'm sleeping on the couch in this office. 
so I'm I'm trying to make this movie about witchcraft. The, the cops this, are going to show up at 2 a.m. You see, there's a skinwalker and dogman and, and then the UFOs. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and I'm going to say, okay, so th- there's the confessionals, blah, blah, blah. Episode 335 led to this. <laughs> and then here's how I got here. <laughs> like, they're going to say, sir, just get into the vehicle. Let's, let's go down to the station. And I'm frantically on the phone. I'm like, my phone is glitching. I cannot hang up. Can you hang up on your end? And so the lady's like, so there's no emergency? And she asked three or four times. And I'm like, no, I'm so sorry. I don't know what is happening. My phone just randomly started calling 911. Uh, it, uh, staying here last night was pretty weird when that started happening I was like man there is something to this technology stuff either it's someone messing with us or we had the we had a file open up on the computer that yeah. you tweeted about yeah when I was editing there were files being picked up and moved and dragged across the screen yeah I couldn't control the mouse and I finally figured out what it was and it was the, it was some of your recent show art, like moving around on the screen. Yeah, but it, it was show art, but the title of the show art was actually an audio file that we found, right? Yeah. Yeah. The title it, was an audio file. Everything was messed up. Couldn't control the mouse. Couldn't do anything. I think I tweeted about it and I was like, whoever's messing with our, our studio, could you stop? <laughs> because at times we've been like, you take the hard drive home every day because you're so worried about it somehow being remotely accessed or just showing up to I'm work very, one day. Yeah. And all the stuff that we got is missing. Very worried about that. I didn't have an explanation for it. I'm trying to text you and I'm worried that 911's going to show up. I just know you're going to wake up the next morning and see all these. I did. And, and <laughs> see this text. It's like, what the So heck? the cop showed up. I couldn't do anything about it. At the time, I was the specific thing that I was editing at that time. I've looked into our footage from where we went to that was right next to Skinwalker Ranch. We have so many orbs in our footage. We even had orbs and footage that was shot away from the ranch in some of the interviews. As one of the subjects is talking about, uh, like non human intelligence, there's stuff going on behind them. There's that, that black object going across them and going down the hall. Um, Joel was speaking in the tent. There's some white orb in front of his face and it goes straight up. And two, I've, I've gotten, I've, I've gotten two, um, on audio, two whispers that sound straight up like someone talking. It sounds like someone saying the word cabal when Joel's talking and then someone saying like, that's crazy. There's like a feminine voice saying that's crazy and there were no women around us at the time. Yeah. And I know it was myself, Joel, I, super light crew. It was myself with a camera and a mic and, and Joseph actually. And then this guy that we were filming next to the ranch and we've got this whisper and you were out there. The wind was 40 or 50 miles an hour. Wild. I had a boom mic. I, it was, this thing is directional. It should have only picked up us and then maybe 30 to 40% of our natural volume level behind the camera and you're picking up whispers out there in this wind I didn't have any explanation for it I've sent it to you I've sent it to Joel but this weird stuff has been going on with technology 
Okay, for our sponsor today, we have HelloFresh. Been talking about HelloFresh for a while, and a lot of people have been taking advantage of HelloFresh, as I have as well. HelloFresh will send you farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients delivered right to your doorstep, and they're prepared by professional chefs. That That's what they do. They make awesome killer food for you to consume. By doing this, you won't waste any money at the grocery store because you're not going to be buying ingredients that you're not going to wind up using and just throwing away. So HelloFresh is cheaper than the grocery shopping. I don't know how much cheaper when it comes to the inflation stuff. I imagine, you know what? It's probably pretty freaking cheap because, well, lettuce is going up in price. Let's just put it that way. But also 25% less than your takeout. So if you're going out to eat and stuff because you want really good food, why don't you make the food at home? prepared by a professional chef. It's cheaper and it honestly is going to taste a lot better than the takeout. I haven't found, in all honesty, I haven't found a restaurant that prepares food that tastes as good as HelloFresh that's prepared at my house by my wife because I suck at cooking. But still, the point is it's really good food and you could have really good food at HelloFresh and they also have an app. So you can schedule stuff to be delivered on certain days. You can change your order. All of it's done at the convenience of the phone on the app right there in the palm of your hand. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Confessional65 and use code Confessional65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Confessional65 and use code Confessional65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Listen, friends, I've been talking about them a long time and uh, they are just a really good company and I really hope you've been taking advantage of them because your taste buds will thank you more than you will thank me. And you're going to thank me a lot, so... All right, back to the show. You had a friend recently, right? I think you sent me that picture this morning. Oh, yeah, Brent Thomas. Yeah, you had your friend that had the exact same thing happen with 911. Yeah. And either this is an Apple glitch that's only happening to paranormal podcasters (laughs) and they're outside and their inner circle or... The common link is Tony Merkel. Yeah, there's something weird's going on with... Yeah. With what? With tech. I don't have yeah. any other explanation for it. I, I Listen, so Brent Thomas from Paranormal Roundtable, or not Paranormal Roundtable, uh, Paranormal Portal. Uh, Brent Thomas hosts that show, Paranormal Portal. And uh, I was on, uh, I was scrolling through my Facebook this morning. and I think it was Facebook. And I saw him post about that. You know what? Let me, I actually, yeah, I have... I have the Bluetooth hooked up here to the record. Yeah, let me just give let me give Brent a call and see if he answers here. Um, I don't know. Hopefully, he answers. Yeah, it's recording. Cool, it's recording. Hello. Yo, Brent, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing good, brother. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Hey, listen, I just want to let you know uh, I am recording you, so don't say how much you hate Wes Gomer from Sasquatch Chronicles, okay? <laughs> All right, we'll leave that for another call. Yeah, I mean, it, it, truth be told, need, that needs to stay in private. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so listen, man, um, I wanted to talk to you because I'm actually sitting here in studio and I was, uh, I'm actually recording right now uh, a podcast mm-hmm. episode with the director for my films. And uh, he and I are talking about some weird things that have been happening since we started working together. And literally, dude, just last night, or yeah, it was was Christian was it last night or the night before? Two nights ago. Two nights ago, yeah. uh, Christian just shared with the audience that he. Um, I, I, sh- I wish I would have thought about calling him sooner because we could have had you tell him <laughs> what's going on instead of recapping it twice. But basically, um, he's in studio and 
we've been having tech issues on different things. His phone starts glitching and it calls 911. What time at night was it? Like one o'clock? Um, I mean, I have the picture right here. Let me see. Yeah, it, it was it was it was nighttime though. I'm already at home and literally I'm in bed because uh, he he texts me and I get a text in the morning because I I didn't even see it. What time what time was it, Christian? It probably doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, but he his phone glitches and it calls nine one one. And uh, he actually had to t- explain <laughs> to the 911 operator what 12:56 a.m. 12:56 a.m. Uh, is when it happened, and he had to explain to the 911 operator that they need to hang up on their end because he can't he can't hang up on his phone like it's just glitching. And I thought it was like I, my mind was blown this morning when I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw you posted about a similar thing. What happened with you? Dude, I, I can't believe it because I, I've owned cell phones for years. I mean, pretty much since they came out, even when they were big bricks that you kind of carried around in a bag because they would never fit in your pocket. I've never, never heard of this happening, never seen it happen. But last night, myself and a friend, Charles, who's a paranormal investigator, were investigating a haunted bar uh, near Rastrum, uh, Idaho. And we're in there and we did a presentation and stuff to the bar patrons that were staying late for in lieu of Halloween. And then he and I were going to investigate after that. So all the bar patrons and the owners leave and it's just he and I in this building alone. And I got my phone, put it on a selfie stick and I'm like, well, you know, I better kind of do an intro. I tried to stream, but I couldn't, the bandwidth is just not working. So I decided I was going to record a series of videos. So I put my phone on a selfie stick and (laughs) I'm sitting there doing kind of an intro like, hey guys, we're here at this uh, haunted bar telling the history. The bar used to be a brothel and then it was a, it was, it changed hands several times, but eventually became a bar where uh, apparently when it was a brothel, there was a a lady that was murdered there and uh, a former owner had died in his dwelling just upstairs. And so there, there is some death connected to the property and there's been a hell of a lot of activity reported there. But I just got done recording this intro explaining all of this. And I stopped the video and my phone is still on a selfie stick in my hand about three feet away from me and nobody else is near except Charles is about eight feet away with his camera trying to set it up. And all of a sudden my phone starts making a siren noise like, and I'm like, what in the hell is that? I look at my phone. There's a red bar going down my screen saying emergency 911 call initiated or something like that or auto auto initiated 911 call and i'm like oh my god what the hell's going on so uh, uh, immediately i want to hang up but i'm like no 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 i don't <laughs> i gotta explain to them what's going on because otherwise you know the 911 people might freak out that it was a 911 hang up there might be a big emergency so i, I hang on the line i'm like and the lady's like what's the nature of emergency i'm like man there's no emergency i don't know what the hell's going on i said my phone started making a siren noise and automatically called you. I don't know what this is, what this is, but I've never seen this before. And I assure you, there's no emergency here. And she said, so there's no emergency, huh? And I said, no, everything is absolutely fine. I'm sorry to bother you. And she started saying something else. And then my phone cut her off. It just cut off. Are you serious? And it was just, I swear to God, this is on the, on the life of my children. This happened. I, I said to Charles, Charles, record this, record this. He said, I can't. I said, why? He said, my, my, my camera is dead. It died at the same time. Now, his camera wasn't running on battery. It was plugged in, but it flatlined at the same time this 911 call happened. 
And it was just all at once like, pow. And I'm like, oh my God, this is us starting the investigation. So I don't know. You know, it turns out the rest of the night was pretty mundane. There was some weird activity, but nothing really hardcore. But that will remain one of my most uh, incredible stories of, in, of paranormal investigating. That was just incredible. Wow. And again, I, was, I wasn't holding my phone. It wasn't even in contact with my hand. It was stuck in a selfie stick three feet away from me, just extended. I'm just holding it about waist level and it starts alarming. I'm like, oh my God, what is this? So that's incredible. Absolutely blows my mind. And then you mentioned that in, in that posting that oh, this just happened. I'm like, oh my God, what are the odds? I, I exactly. You know? What are the odds? I, uh, you know, listen, <laughs> like I, I literally, um, this reminds me of a story where I, I've told this years ago, but uh, Dark Waters, um, the way him and I got connected was our phones glitching at the same time and calling each other. We didn't have each other's oh, yeah, phone number. numbers. Like we, we didn't, we, we didn't have, <laughs> I didn't have Dark Waters number yeah. and he didn't have my phone number. I was like a day or two before that talking to Wes about how I want to connect with Dark Waters and have him on the show sometime. And then mm -hmm. I'm doing a delivery. And my phone is calling or no, no, no. Somebody's calling my phone. I forget how this all goes now. I had to find the episode that I right. talked about, but like essentially our voicemails left voicemails on each other's phones. And, <laughs> and, and I, and, and yeah. I call and he's, or maybe he texts me. I don't remember, but like, I remember him being like, this is dark waters. Who's this? I'm like, yo, this is Tony Merkel, bro. And he's like, what? And I was like, I was like, yeah. And I told him what was going on. He's like, you know, in dark waters in fashion, he's like, there's some crazy shit going on right now. He's, <laughs> he's like, he's like, listen, I'm in the middle of something, but I'm going to call you back tonight. <laughs> and that's how we got connected. I mean, like yeah. literally of all the phones in the world, the glitch at the same time and then call each other. It was just so bizarre. I, I literally talked to Wes. I was like, ha ha, good prank. Like, how'd you do it? Like, I, like I, <laughs> and he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, bro, like you're the only person I was talking to about talking to, to, uh, to dark waters. And, and it was just crazy. Wow. So the fact that, that this has happened now, like two phones glitching, it, like I said to Christian before I called you, the common denominator is me. It's all about me. <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but uh, it, it's. I thought it was crazy when I saw that man, and Christian wasn't touching his phone either when it called. Uh, now I know wow. that you have an iPhone, and Christian has an iPhone. Yeah. Uh, what you described mm. as what you saw happen was what a red line going down the phone or something. Yeah, there was like a red bar going down the screen, and it said like uh, auto emergency nine one one call initiated or something. I'm like what the hell? And the the alarm sound. I didn't even know my phone could do this. And and maybe somehow there's this, this special key combination that could initiate that in an emergency. I don't know it. And it was in a selfie stick just cradled and it had been there for, you know, 25 minutes and didn't initiate a call until after I was done with my video. I was no. like, boom. No, I I, I, I don't like, no. I don't like this rational thinking you have going on here. Okay. Knock it off. <laughs> Knock it off with that nonsense. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, we know how it goes. If we if we don't do it, someone's going to do it for us. So, well, yeah. uh, I'm just laying it all out there. <laughs> that selfie stick did the whatever contraption it was that held the phone. Was it anywhere near the power button? No, not at all. Not at all. Because the was, way, I, in fact, I have to be special to cradle it that way because otherwise it'll screw up me recording videos. Yeah, the the way that you could access this is, I think, five clicks of the power button in rapid succession. 
That's how you bring up an option to immediately call SOS. And also a lot of people, particularly like diabetics, a lot of them will list their health info. And so if they have an iPhone on them, you can immediately access this part of their phone. It will unlock and they'll say they're a diabetic or they've got this certain medical condition. And so there are ways to almost hotwire a phone that you can quickly access that stuff. A lot of EMTs know this, but I was not touching my phone. I was wondering if if this was moving around in in whatever it was holding it, but if it was not touching the power button, that was not supposed to happen. Something altered the (laughs) software of this phone to revert to this emergency mode. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. It's mind boggling. I mean, it's because it, it reminds me of Skinwalker Ranch in a way because they, they have on, on the series, they have <laughs> captured some crazy stuff happening with phones. It's just going through these screens at blinding speed. And it, yeah. it's like, that's, that's just not possible. So, so I don't know. And yeah, I don't know. <laughs> When this happened, yeah, this happened at 1 a.m. It's funny you say that. (laughs) I was I was editing footage. I was editing footage of our documentary that was filmed next to Skinwalker Ranch. Oh my God! What is the what are the odds, right? And and so get this. Not only not only is is this this bar is haunted, but the owner was telling me that there's been sightings of skinwalkers in the area. (laughs) hand to god so how's that for a correlation i swear to the people listening right now i didn't arrange this i didn't tell brent to say this (laughs) like no we're not trying to make the skinwalker connection it just it's just happening (laughs) (laughs) no i but it is it's like i don't know is it a common denominator what the hell's going on it's just incredible and i tell you i don't get spooked usually from this stuff but i had some serious chills after that like whoa that's pretty intense you know yeah. Did you did your phone alarm as well? Did your phone give you that 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 siren like sound too? Yeah, I I always keep it um, muted, and then the alarm goes off. I've got headphones Same. on. I thought I was scared out of my mind. I thought I'm staying alone in the <laughs> office. I'm going to have to explain to Tony why the fire alarm in here is going off. You know, I, I mm-hmm. there's a fire going on somewhere. I was looking for a smoke alarm. Rip these huge right. editing headphones off. See, my phone's calling 911. My screen will not. <laughs> it was frozen earlier, and I go, this is really weird. It's almost like it's overheated. I'm not touching it. I left right. it alone for yeah. 30, 45 minutes. No one's texting me throughout the night. Um, I said, I'll just let this thing die. I think it was on 1%. And I said, let me just mm-hmm. let this thing die. And <laughs> we try to reboot it. Maybe that'll, maybe that'll work itself out. And then it starts calling screen, apparently. <laughs> and I'm, you know I just what time know, my call was? Yeah. What did you say, Brent? 1.47 a.m. My oh. call left to 911 happened at 1.47 a.m. last night. <laughs> so, so these were on back-to-back nights. Back-to-back nights, almost to the exact time. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's wow. weird. Actually, not the exact yeah. time because you're get- a different time zone than me. Let's be honest. Sure. <laughs> right. But still, uh, as, far as, as far as our clocks were pretty much almost synced when this happened. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. Right. Wow. 
I got chills. Yeah, I'm saying, man, like there's weird things happening. You have to have a 911 mm-hmm. operator on the confessionals asking them how many times someone. I should. Ha- let's call, let's call yeah. 911 real quick and ask them. Yeah. <laughs> how many times is, is someone on the other end saying, there's no emergency? I'm just ghost hunting right now. Just uh, Christian, 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 you call them right now because I recognize them. They'll know it's not serious then. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> Holy I, I did leave out the ghost. I left out the ghost hunting information to the 911 operator. It's just like, I don't know what's going on. I didn't yeah. say I'm investigating a haunted bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Chris was saying. He's like, you know, there's these skinwalkers and then these dog men and I, Kentucky and episode 335, the confessionals, Tony Merkel, <laughs> like a big information dump, you know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> with the new jacket. Yeah. They give me a brand new jacket. Yeah. You like white, right, Christian? <laughs> yeah. It's more of a beige. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, Brent, I just wanted to hear your take on that stuff because I thought it was uh, pertinent to what the recording was. Uh, while I have yeah. you, um, w- mm-hmm. tell people where they can find you, man. You're a guest on The Confessionals. Oh, thanks, brother. Um, you can find me at paranormalportal.net. That's our new website. But we're on uh, YouTube at paranormalportal.net. All right. Yeah. At Paranormal Portal. Just look for Paranormal Portal on YouTube. And we're on all the major podcasting platforms, just like the confessionals. So if you love the confessionals, check out the portal. Yeah. Uh, and Brent, I'm in the middle of recruiting like every friend of mine that's in this remotely close to the same industry as me. If you're like anybody, basically all my friends, I'm recruiting all my friends to move to Tennessee. Is mm-hmm. there any chance I can get you to move to Tennessee with me? It's It's a possibility, brother. I'm working on it. See, that's what I'm saying. Like we got, we got, we got Brent Thomas paranormal, paranormal portal. Yeah. He he is live on air saying I am working on moving to Tennessee. So yeah, let, worst worst county in the country to work in nine one one dispatch, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's gonna get worse. I'm bringing all the weirdos in. I'm bringing all the weirdos here. <laughs> and we're bringing all our shit with us. They're gonna, they're gonna be like, "Why is nine one one so busy these days? What's the common denominator?" Oh, it's right. Merkel Media moved to town. <laughs> Shoot, dude. Yeah. So uh, let that be a thing. I mean, listen. Uh, and I, I kind of set you up there because I knew you were kind of working on it. Um, but sure. Uh, uh, Paranormal portal. Moving to Tennessee, hopefully. I, I I've told all my guys, you're all moving here within a year or two. So like we're gonna mm-hmm. like Blunt County, Tennessee. It's gonna be popping with the paranormal weirdos. It's gonna be awesome. We're it's gonna be like a big. <laughs> we're gonna have a big compound, and uh, it's gonna be a cult. Uh, the, the, there will be a fee uh, paid directly to Ooh. me. So. Uh, but it, that, wow, okay, yeah. It, it's it, but you've already agreed to it. Just just. <laughs> Yeah, you signed. I'm sorry, my phone, my phone appears to be dying, Tony. I've got a bad connection. Or something. Oh man, well, uh, Brent, I appreciate you being here, man. Thanks for uh, chatting with me for a little bit. Ah, uh, brother, thanks for having me on, and uh, you guys have a great show. All right, that was uh, Brent Thomas from the Paranormal Roundtable. He's got a big fan base there. He's got a big fan base there. So, uh, listen, man. I like that. I thought that was kind of weird, man. I think that's kind of weird. It is weird. I I got a nostalgic flashback just then because the amount of ghost hunters I grew up around, they would always talk about technology. And as a kid, like you know how Ben will use the iPad or, or 
do something with electronics and you're like, you're four years old. How do you know this better than me? (laughs) And so growing up, I was like, oh, you guys are old. Like, it's not real. You should just be able to figure this stuff out. No, man. Like, there's a connection there with tech going crazy. Um, I mean, I, I've teased the idea of trying to work on a book. Yeah. Um, just involving the photography and filmmaking side of the paranormal. How many people are out there that have worked on stuff who have become believers just because of what happened to them while filming a project? Yeah. You know, I've got connections in TV. Talked to I've talked to um, the guys who. I worked with the same production company that that is at Skinwalker Skinwalk, Ranch. Yeah. And I have some really good friends. I've had some really good discussions. I've I've heard things that I'm probably the only person outside of that circle that may know about certain events. I won't go into that, but there are a lot of people out there, particularly cameramen, producers, that know a lot more than what gets put out there. I, there's stuff that's withheld because it's too weird to put on TV. I mean, I, you've you've talked about the the stuff with Finding Bigfoot yeah. when they ended up filming something they shouldn't have. Yeah, and they're like, "We can't even put this out there because no one's going to believe us." I, li- I, li- well, I mean, I asked Bobo. I was like, "Why why didn't you put it on there?" And it wasn't even the belief thing. It was he's like he's like it's called Finding Bigfoot, not Finding Sea Serpents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm. I want to see that footage. One, right, <laughs> and two. I can understand because everyone accuses reality TV of being staged. My experiences were really good with reality TV, um, but yeah, th- there is that uh, like bad aura that that follows it, and I can understand why they say this is so weird. We can't throw this out. One of the guys who was involved in the production crew of Skinwalker Ranch was. Um, he was working on a different project, I think, in California, and he was flying drone, and he kept getting these light rods, and it ruined the shot. He was working on some documentary, and he had to go reshoot because every single shot he got was filmed. It was was filming these weird rods of light, like going through this desert in bright daylight. No explanation we've got stuff in our footage which is probably going to make it in there so there will be easter eggs where you're going to get all the emails of people saying hey there's an orb in this shot yeah great we can't even acknowledge it because at the time we didn't see it yeah are we going to try to break a fourth wall in this i mean i'm still editing are we going to have to break a fourth wall and say hey when we started editing this thing i show the editing bay and say hey when we started editing this thing there's footage in here with orbs. We don't even know whether to include this or not. Yeah, I, well, I think I think we're breaking that fourth wall now with the show. And uh, I, I I like as as somebody who is new at all this, but you've been doing this for a little bit. Um, like I'm learning that things don't make f- films. That you know, like it, if you like, it's very YouTubey to put everything in the film because it, mm-hmm. it just doesn't, it, it may not fit or it may fit, it may not, but we're just going to throw it all in there. And like you said earlier, there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's a certain type of project. Uh, that's not what these are. And so like, there are things like an expedition Dogman that didn't make it in. Uh, and it's just for the better, you know, of, of the film itself. Realistically, this could come with something like a behind the scenes featurette with all the stuff that either we didn't get 
on film for mm. whatever reason. Uh, there was no use in filming, but it was just bizarre. Or stuff like it just didn't make the the narrative of the film, but something really weird happened. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff we saw that that we weren't filming. Like 30 seconds before I left with Joseph, I ended up seeing the thing going across the field Yeah, at Skinwalker Ranch. It looked like two giant... Um, you know those like giant hamster balls that are clear? Yeah. And people can get in them and like roll down hills? Yeah. <laughs> it looked like two of those plain as day going across the mesa. That's incredible. Um, or, or just below the mesa, like going toward that direction and then going into the trees west of the ranch. And I think it was actually on the property to the west of a ranch, but it was two massive clear circle things and it looked like something solid inside. I didn't understand it. I was looking off in the distance. I think I was talking to you and like looking over your shoulder. You're trying to say things to me. I'm not even Probably. following because there's stuff going on behind you. I was like confiding my my heart to you. And I was just like, you know, Christian, this is I'm really struggling with this. And you're just like, uh-huh. And it's like, yeah. as I'm driving away, I saw the weirdest thing I've seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm I'm speechless on... A lot of the stuff. But I think something behind the scenes might be interesting. I think it'd definitely be interesting. It's something to consider for this project. Uh, and if not this project, moving forward for future projects, because more than likely there's a lot, there's going to be a lot of behind the scenes footage. And maybe we could make that as uh, something that's bonus for people who are maybe VIPs or something like that for early releases. Um, but we, we kind of started this whole rabbit hole of a conversation from the, from Skinwalker uh, the, the Sherman Ranch to this idea of the hitchhiker, and then we start talking about the nine one one call, and and then we talk to Brent and all that stuff. Um, so there's this idea of a hitchhiker, uh, things happening months after the the trip to Utah. You and I this past week had a very, <laughs> very bizarre. Uh, experience that that really um, there. Let's just let's just tell people how it played out in the order it played out. So we don't jump any steps. I'm gonna just tell. We're just gonna we're gonna. I'm gonna tell you a story, friends. And Christian's gonna be here, and he's gonna tell the story and jump back and forth. We're gonna tell people this story and how it unfolded. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Wednesday night. I get a text from my wife around nine o'clock at night and she says to me, can I take the trash cans up to the top of the driveway when I get home? There was a couple of trash cans, a couple of trash bags, big trash bags, and she didn't want to drag them up there. I said, yes. And so I go, we get home and what, what time? It was probably like 10 o'clock when we got home to my house. Uh, yeah. Ten, yeah. Somewhere in there. So it's about an hour later. And uh, because Lindsay was still awake when we got home, so it wasn't too late. And we start taking the trash up, and we we first uh, wheeled the the cans up, and we we get to the top of the driveway, and we're starting to walk back, and we hear something. What 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 was it? How did this all play out for you? Like, I think you're the one that heard it first, right? I heard it, and I mean, I'm from Texas. I hear coyotes. I live in the woods. Yeah. 
Like you, like you're so remote that your house can't have internet. <laughs> we can't get internet. You don't have internet at your house because, you, like, you can't. Not that you can't afford it. You can't get it there. <laughs> yeah, no one will come out and service internet in that area. But we've got a lot of coyotes coming through. Like the area is very rural, thick East Texas piney woods. We see all kinds of stuff. You know, I've seen something called a jaguarundi, which is, uh a type of big cat that's not supposed to be here. Um, you know, we've got the black, like they call them black panthers. I don't know what they are. I th- always thought they were just melanistic jaguars that came up from Mexico. Again, the state denies them being here. The area that I live sees them all the time. We've got Sasquatch sightings, everything. Um, we hear something and I go, Oh, you've got a coyote right there. I felt really proud because you're like, I'm from the city. I finally brought my family to the woods. And I'm like, there's a coyote across the street. Good job, Tony. <laughs> like, that's cool. Like you you, you live on a, a wildlife pathway. This is awesome. Yeah. You're, you're right at the base of the Smokies. This is awesome. You've got coyotes 200 feet away. It sounds like yipping. Uh, we... We go up and get the trash cans, right? Yeah, we, we just took the trash cans, dropped them off at the top, and we we're going to go get the trash bags. Yeah, we were going to get the trash bags. Yeah. And it was pretty cool to hear a coyote at that time. Or whatever it was. We, we've got deer that go across the street from my house, make weird sounds. It'll sound like a person moaning in some way and then by the second or third time you hear it you go oh okay your mind the way it works it wants to you you are tuned to hear language yeah you are tuned to hear human human voice so immediately that's your first thought and then you rule it out the second round of hearing this thing we go okay that's not a deer i don't think that's that's a coyote Coyotes don't tend to stay in one specific area. I mean, if this thing is feeding, you'd hear a lot. I don't know what this is doing. It stopped doing the weird moaning. We had a lot of wind up there. You hear the wind in the recordings. A lot of wind. It starts changing. And there's emotion behind it. And it's all, it's, I, I get a, we both get weird, unnerving feelings. And, Nothing's happened to you out here. You know, you, you've got a great place. And I think you start to wonder, like, did something follow me? Like, you brought up the hitchhiker stuff or you yeah. caught passenger. Did something follow either of us? And we're, we're thinking, like, what, what is this? Because this is not animal. Right. We are hearing chanting. We're hearing phrases. Mm-hmm. It, it's almost like hearing multiple voices. And then we hear laughing yeah. and we hear crying and it's like a cyclical thing. And my it, mind immediately goes to something mimicking. Yeah. So, so we're hearing these sounds and at one point, and, and we, we, uh, we're, we're, we just dropped the trash cans off and we start hearing this. And we're trying to make sense of it. And it had actually died down uh, briefly. And so we went down, I put the phone in my pocket because I'm recording this whole thing. And uh, I put the phone in my pocket and we walk down to the bottom of the driveway, get these two big black trash bags and we start hauling them to the top of the driveway. And we get to the top of the driveway 
we stop and start listening again and we start hearing it more and more. And this is about a 10 minute period that we're, that we're recording here. And uh, we start hearing it and that's when we start really starting to tune in and we're starting to hear these different things. And uh, at one point, I remember I heard a breath. It was, goes, <gasps> and that's when I was just like, oh, this is, this is physical. This is very physical. There's, there's, there's somebody or something right there in the dark of night. It's right there. And that's when I was, I had my backpack on. I had my gun in there. And I was like, go in my bag and get my gun. Because I'm like, if there's somebody, some, because we hear, we, that was after we heard the chanting. I was like, if there is some freaking witch down here doing witch stuff and they're going to try sacrificing me or my kids, I, like, I'm like, get the gun. Because I mean, so here's the thing. I found out uh, just yesterday, I was talking to my neighbors about this. And uh, my one neighbor, uh, his wife said to me that she was told at work, they, they just moved here not long ago. And uh, she said that she was told at work that this area is very well known for its witchcraft. There's a lot of witchcraft in this area. And, uh, it, and, and I told them it doesn't surprise me because these very rural Appalachian Mountain areas and stuff into Kentucky, it, it's like, it, from what I'm learning from like Big Josh, who is from Black Diamond Guns and Gear, um, he's from very remote Kentucky. And he's like, dude, like there's literally nothing there. Like that's why there's such a drug problem because it's like bored, you know? Mm-hmm. And I can imagine, hey, you know, getting involved in witchcraft why, out of sheer boredom, you know? Uh, so anyways, I, that's where my mind's going, you know? And so you get the gun out and uh, I have the gun now and we hear, we're hearing the, the, these, ah, and these giggles, these cryings, these chants. And then we hear something that made our skin crawl. Bef- I, and before we go any further, I got to tell people, I did record this and we're going to play some audio for you right now. So... We did the Instagram live. We did do the Instagram live. And I just knew at that time we hadn't listened back to the recording. Right. It, it cleared it up or anything. And I knew, okay, I could see the comments in my head. I, I, I knew people would say, good job, Tony. You got freaked out over a coyote. Yeah. Um, now we know that's not the case. Yeah. But in, in my mind, I was still just trying to connect it. You know, you always hear it. You think human. In Texas, you hear pumas or whatever big cat it is. They sound like a woman screaming in pain. And a lot of people get fooled over that. And that's probably the source of a lot of legends. But when we audibly heard whatever this was crying, yeah, when we hear it laughing, I hear the crying and I go, oh my goodness, it brought me back to growing but, up. Yeah. La Llorona, you hear all the stories of the wailing woman in the woods, La Lechuza, everything. And I go, what if that's real? Like, what if did that? Did you that you visibly got shook when you started thinking around those lines. You visibly got shook. You were like, 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 like it was almost like you were out of breath. Like, it, like it took your breath away. It's that adrenaline. Yeah, I've, I've done some weird stuff. None of it ever like made me freeze. Like I've. Diving, I've seen stuff underwater. I've accidentally grabbed, I'll tell you the story later, but I've accidentally grabbed like a very large alligator gar underwater in black water. I couldn't see, thought it was the leg of another diver. I end up holding this probably six foot alligator gar right here. They're, they're really <laughs> docile, but like you get into the water and you know gators in the area. 
something moves, like that adrenaline gets going, but you yeah. don't freeze. And the last few trips we've taken, there've always been moments where something happens and I'm like, is this a different reality? Like, wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> is this actually happening? This was one of those moments. Yep. And the framework that we had was really based around Utah. We had get, done deep dives into this native spiritualism, yeah. been told, cleanse yourself or these things will follow you. Right now it's across the street. Yeah. We've got a bush in between your house and this road and we know it was a creek. Like, you know, they, they always say they uh, travel in waterways yep. and I'm putting the pieces together in my head and I'm like, okay, Tony has this paranormal supernatural witch across the street that is about to go after us and I'm like I handed you the gun and I'm like good job man it's gonna pass right through (laughs) (laughs) well I mean when I heard it breathing I was like okay so there might be a chance I could at least shoot it and so and I'm in Tennessee so it don't matter like like, we we can do whatever yeah we heard the chanting and I don't want to reveal the last thing we heard have you ever been to a powwow no, I have not. That's what it almost reminded me at first. I a couple of months ago I went to the Alabama Cushada Tribe powwow in Texas. And they do a lot of indigenous um music for for dances and and shows and whatnot. And we heard it and some of the phrases they sounded so much like uh, like powwow music. And so I'm thinking, okay, Tony, is this some is do the Cherokee talk about this being some ancient spirit I've never heard of it you know my family has a Cherokee background uh, my hometown we can get into this one day but my hometown has a location of a supposed Cherokee massacre that was never um, believed to have never been associated with the Cherokee at all it, it was possibly some like false flag staged event by the early Texas government which kicked off the Cherokee expulsion out of Texas and it's considered like one of the most dark, demonic places you can go just because of the emotion and death attached to this specific spot. A lot of people go out there and do all kinds of stuff. Clint uh, Granberry from OK Talk and I went out there one night and we found evidence of witchcraft. We found burnt bones in this area. Um, but I, I grew up right there. and. I didn't hear anything from the the Cherokee stories that I had heard growing up. I, I grew up very superstitious. Supernatural stories were um, pretty common in my family, especially on my mom's side. I like we have a difference. When we were driving around, I asked you, "You ever hold your breath next to a cemetery?" And you're like, "No, never heard of it." And I'm like, "You were never taught when you're driving past a cemetery." That it's like really disrespectful to breathe. And if you ever entered like a gated cemetery, you're supposed to leave an offering in four directions and do all this stuff. And, and my mom grew up in a place called Rusk. Rusk is really known for Sasquatch sightings back in the day. Um, there are a lot of spirits of like Civil War soldiers there. I've got a really cool experience, a secondhand story of, of someone seeing the top half of Civil War soldiers on this uh, in this forest out there. But... She said she would go out with her siblings. She had like nine siblings, I think. And they would all go out to the cemetery and watch shadow people. But there was a certain thing that they were supposed to do to like be respectful. 
And that was just the, the mindset that I grew up with, that all these things were real. There were supernatural things that you were supposed to do. Um, we had the shadow person experience in Indiana. I didn't know anything about that. Uh, but the, the, what were we talking about before? We were talking about the uh, sounds. Yeah, the sounds. Yeah. I completely got lost. Um, <laughs> it's been a long week. Lots of, lots of editing. Yeah. But in that moment, I was like, okay, all the stuff that I heard growing up, it's absolutely real. It's right across the street. It's 200 feet away from us. And I'm trying to look die. both ways because if we make a run for it, what happens if we make a run and then all of a sudden we see a silhouette of this thing on your front porch? Yeah. Which, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which yeah we'll get to that part <laughs> so we hear this what's the first noise that you want to go over uh, I'm going to start off with the the weakest of the ones okay and I'm going to go with the ah okay, okay. Uh, now I want to let people know I have I had 10 minutes of audio Mm-hmm. and uh, the 10 minutes of audio is not here because it's just a lot of noise. I picked out uh, five of the best uh, recordings that we were able to get. Like this was happening and some of the stuff we that you're about to hear happened more than what you're about to hear. It's just, mm-hmm. it was drowned out by the wind and things like that. I just couldn't really clean it up real well. So what you're about to hear is what I just have called is the ah. Now, I know that's really faint and people might be like, I didn't catch it. Right in the middle of that that short clip, you're going to hear something go, ah. And uh, that literally is the best I've been able to draw it out. And I've worked on it for quite some time. I'll play it a couple of times. I'm going to play it three times back to back. No commentary. Here we go. So go ahead. I really appreciate you cutting out all of our screaming. Yeah. <laughs> the one where you was like, hold me. <laughs> I was like, get off Christian. I'm trying to record. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, that was the, 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 I think what I would call the, the weakest of the recordings. Uh, it was enough to, to make it in here. Uh, but it definitely was uh, the one of the weaker ones. Now, um, what I'm going to go with here is I'm going to start with the crying and then we're going to go to the giggles. And then we're going to go to the chanting and then we're going to save the best one for last. Well, actually, the best sounding one, I think, is the chanting. But the for the story's sake, we'll save the other one for last. So this one is the crying one that I'm going to call it. I call it crying. That's crying. I don't know if people heard it, but I'm going to play it three times back to back. At the end there, you hear Christian say that's crying. Uh, I'm going to play it three times now. So I don't know if people can hear that or not, but it, it, there's a woman in the background going, ha, ha. so I'm going to play it one more time so you can hear that. L- listen for that, 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 that cadence and that sound. That's crying. I think people can hear that, right? It's Yeah, it's obviously a woman crying. Yeah. You can't hear it like we heard it that night. No. That was a moment we... We went back and forth. Okay, that's a human. We'd hear another sound. Okay, that's animal. We and thought it, fox for a little bit. It'd be like deep, and then it'd be high, and we'd be in. And we'd be thinking, okay, across the street, we can't see a campfire, but there's, you know, two guys 
two women and they're just talking. Maybe they would laugh. The wind distorts it. But no, it was right there. It was right on that creek, right over the road. We think it may have even been under that. Um, what are they called? Just like, I don't know, like a little bridge. That, yeah, the, the, underneath the bridge, right across yeah. from your house. Yeah, it's like, it's like a little tube that water passes through for the creek. So uh, we, 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 we were trying to kind of think through all the possibilities. And um, well, this next one I'm calling the giggle. So here's the giggle. I'm not sure if you can hear that. Let me play it again three more times. It, there's a ah in the background. Now, it almost sounds like a frog. Uh, and, and I could just tell you, I, I know for a fact it wasn't because of all the other recordings I had around and stuff. But I could hear, I could hear how people could think that maybe that's a frog, you know, making that sound. Listen, listen to the sound again and think frog. That definitely sounds like it could be a frog, right? Uh, but that's what I call the giggle because, again, in the moment, it, it was, it, it, there was like this mixture of emotions happening coming out of, out of there. It was just like, what the heck is going on? Uh, and so this next one I call the chant. And I don't know if it's a chant, but it definitely sounded like a chant in a moment to me. And it happened a lot more than what you're about to hear. But this is the, the portion of the clip that you could hear it the best at. And again, uh, it, it, this is a great reason for you to follow us on Instagram because I went right there on live uh, for Instagram after we recorded this and I played the recordings in its entirety for people. And they were all, uh, speaking of the people, because you mentioned that earlier stuff, the comments on the, on the video were like way better than what I thought they'd be. I thought people were like, you know, oh, it's a coyote or whatever. And a lot of people were like, holy crap, I hear that too and stuff. I think there's maybe some people that were naysayers. I blocked them for sure. Uh, but <laughs> uh, anyways, here's the chant. So in the beginning, you hear that, ah, yeah. It's real faint. And then as the, the clip goes on, you hear that. Ah, yeah, yeah. So here we go. Three times back to back to back. So I, I'm sure people can hear that. Uh, it, it, uh, it was literally, uh, it sounds like a chant to me. She's like, I, I, uh, and I was just like, what the heck, you know? Uh, but I, I would say, well, I know for a fact, it's not even a matter of, I would say, I know for a fact what wrapped up the night for us standing out there was when it got real personal. Because uh, we're standing there and we're recording these things. We're baffled. We're not sure what's going on. A part of me is like, I don't want to go back down the driveway to my house because I don't want whatever is down there seeing me walking to my house and following me to the house. 
Like I have my babies in there sleeping, you know? I was like, I was worried about that. At one point you even mentioned about let's get in the truck and drive down there. I was like, cool story, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not taking my truck down there. And then whatever's down there, seeing where that truck pulls into the drive, which driveway it is, you know? So it was way, it was way too close to home for my comfort. And then this last clip just put it over the top for me. Uh, and I'm going to tell you guys what is being said. Actually, I'm going to play it once. I'll tell you what was said. I know for a fact what was said, and then you'll be able to hear it better uh, if you haven't heard it the first time. Here it goes. This is the last clip. So we are standing there at the top of the driveway, and we're looking down into the darkness 200 feet away, and we hear... It's because you told me to get on the sidewalk. Yeah, on the driveway, yeah. I said sidewalk, but I meant driveway, yeah. yeah. And then by doing that, your neighbor behind us had a light that that was shining on us. And we've got these really long shadows that cast all the way across the street. Down to where this sound is. Down to where the sound is. So I'm thinking in my mind already, it's going to see the shadows. Its eyes have adjusted, whatever this is. It's going to see shadows and then know that we're standing up here. And as soon as we move, we hear, hello. And that's exactly, it was a female and she, and as soon as you move, she goes, hello. And I was just like, oh, oh, we gotta go. We gotta go. And and that, at that point you're walking down the driveway. I'm walking down the driveway backwards, trying to see if anything comes up the hill and uh, to follow us because that would have been bad for everybody. Uh, And so I'm going to let people listen to this again. I'm going to play it three or four times. Listen to it. Uh, You're going to hear her say hello. I mean, it, 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 like it, it's a good it's a good recording. I was really glad that we were able to get it, and it, it was just hello, and I was just like, mind blown. I'm out. <laughs> like, lock the doors, get the guns. <laughs> like, I was freaked out, and we we went into the house, and uh, I I we, we you and I stood in the in the garage for a while, looking at the top of the windows just to see if somebody's appearing at the top of the driveway, uh, because if somebody's there, I'm like. Oh, it's going to go down. And uh, we, we eventually go inside and I open up the bedroom door and Lindsay is uh, still awake. And I said to her, I need you to come out here. And uh, we, we tell her what happened. And or no, I started telling her while she was still laying in bed. And, um, and she sits up and she's like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah. And she said to me, the reason why she texts me asking me to bring the trash to the top of the driveway is because after she put the kids to bed, those two big trash bags were in the backyard because they were filled with debris and stuff from our garden she had just cleaned out for the year. And uh, she said that she got to the edge of the house into the backyard and she just felt really uneasy, like something was out there. And she said, I just felt like I wasn't supposed to be there. So instead of going in the house and not going out there, my wife just goes get a flashlight and then goes back out to the yard in the dark with a flashlight to get the trash bags. I'm like, dear, listen to your gut, you know? <laughs> but so she had this gut feeling and Lindsay had, like, she has intuition. Like, like I can't lie to my wife because she knows when I'm lying to her. It's like, she's like, are you lying to me? I'm like, no. She's like, I know you're lying to me. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm lying. And so it's one of those things where uh, I learned over the years to listen to Lindsay's gut. And uh, so she was heavily invested at that point. She walks into the kids' rooms because I, we're all uneasy. 
And you know, we're we're thinking there's some kind of witchcraft stuff happening down the road from us. And she goes into my son's room and, and my daughter's room to check on the kids, make sure they're good. And when she's in Ben's room, uh, you and I hear it was like a thud, right? And and like and like a vocal, like a deep th- vocal or something. Mm-hmm. It was a thud, and then a pretty long. I mean, second, two seconds, moan. Yes, outside of the house in your backyard. Yeah. It sounded like it was on the deck right outside the door. We look for the cat because it, it wasn't the cat, but yeah. you just want to you want to look around and see what can make noise. Let me eliminate that. We both heard it. Exact same spot. I don't think we acknowledged it for like 10 seconds. I think because you're worried about your kids and then you turn around and you go, did you hear that earlier? And I go, yeah, right there, right there. Now we realize that it may have gone through your backyard. Yeah. We that that was the time we went to do that Instagram live. We yeah. ended up coming back out. We don't hear anything else. Probably because it went behind my house. Behind your house. We <laughs> went through the back. We didn't see anything. And there could have actually been something back there. It was just yeah. unnerving. Yeah, it's true. We did walk back there, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Wise boys, wise. So, um, nothing happens for the rest of the night. And nope. uh, the next day, you were sleeping in because you were planning on pulling the all nighter mm-hmm. here at the office. So, uh, you've been getting up with me and coming with me to take Ben to school. You decided you were going to drive your car into the office that day and you slept in. And I came in, and I'm working on things. And you text me uh, that, well, I'll let you tell the story. This is the morning of that 911 call. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm leaving your driveway. I go down the road. I see two men down there. They're looking in the creek exactly where we heard the stuff. My mind goes, huh, why are, why are these guys looking down there? If I pull up to them and I go, you guys heard that too. They're going to think I'm crazy. But I said, I need to pull over. I roll down the passenger window. This guy looks over. And I said, did you guys hear those weird noises last night? We have them on recording. And he goes, I was supposed to pick up this woman at 9 a.m. I was leaving your house around 11. He says, I was supposed to pick up this woman at 9 a.m. this morning. She's missing. The front door is open. All of her possessions are here. She lives across, like, so she lives across the road down where the, the sounds were coming from. There's an old cabin there. It's really old. And she lived in there. And this guy says she's missing. Front door open, right? Front door open. Yeah. All the possibilities in my mind are, are racing right now. And I go, oh, great. Tony and I just recorded evidence of this woman being missing. I'm going to have to call Tony and say, we're now prime suspects in the disappearance of this lady. Perfect. (laughs) I leave you a voicemail. I send you a message, send you a text message. And all it says is, dude, I couldn't even think of what to say at that time. I'm like, really? (laughs) I, he asked me to pull in and he says, I'm the pastor of the church behind your house. I didn't tell him, yeah, I'm staying with this guy. He's like the biggest, he's the coolest, biggest paranormal podcaster. 
There's no telling what he's summoning to this area, what he's attracting. Good luck. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't tell him that, but I said, yeah, I'm, I'm not from here, but I've been staying here the last two weeks. We were at the top of this driveway across the street and we heard crying, laughing, moaning, just these like guttural screams last night, weird stuff. It sounded like it was mimicking emotion or cycling through things. And this guy, he goes, I'm a pastor. I was supposed to pick this woman up this morning. She had recently contacted me because she was having, and he used this word. Well, well, hold on. The reason why they're picking her up was because the house was being, the, the cabin was being foreclosed on. Yeah. And that's why they were there because that morning, the new people who were getting to that place were moving in, but like was supposed to have that property and she was supposed to be out. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, that's just important for people to understand why he was supposed to pick her up and stuff is because like she, she's no longer supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And then she's just disappearing on the, disappeared on the property somewhere. Yeah. He said she had been having hallucinations of, he, he called them like dark beings coming into the house. And he's like, this woman, she was 65. She didn't have any diagnosed illnesses, nothing, but she had come to him claiming to have all these hallucinations of very dark things. And so he was like, for the last three weeks, I had been consulting with her on the things that she was experiencing. And I didn't try to go into like, is there demonic possession involved or any of the questions that you would ask? Because I'm like, there's a woman missing. The other man was her son-in-law. He's calling 911 trying to explain to them that this woman's missing within the next few minutes. At the, well, at this time, I'm already in my truck driving yeah. back because I'm, I'm, I'm personally thinking like, okay, so the, what we recorded and heard that night was this lady and now she's, the doors, all I know is the doors wide open, her belongings, her purse is still there. She's missing. And I'm thinking to myself, we, I got to go help look for somebody. And you told me about the foreclosure. I'm thinking to myself, I got to go help look for somebody that probably killed themselves. And instead of being a freaking goofball, uh, being scared of some lady down the road and stuff, I probably should have been helping her because now she's dead. Like, that's where my mind went. I was uh-huh. like, freaking A, man. Like, I, I, like, my mind was going a million miles an hour. But I got the closure in my mind. I was like, that was actually a person. Um. It may like our. We spend all day listening to people talk about witchcraft and demonic stuff, and of course, when we hear that, our that's what's going to frame our mindset at the time. And I go, oh, so we may have recorded this lady. Now all of a sudden, we have the best evidence of what happened to her in the hours that she was missing. You talked about the light being on in the cabin. You've never seen it on. It was on the last couple of nights. None of her stuff, if she would have left, like none of her stuff is there. The hallucinations had only started in the last two or three weeks. This is what the pastor said. And now I'm like, okay, the forensics of it are working out in my mind. Maybe she was under this bridge. I don't know what the state of mind would have been. She's missing. There's a natural, like, 
curve to your land and, and, and there's a patch of trees that goes in between that she could have easily fallen. Very It easily. was cold. I don't know why someone, if they would have left, why they would have done this. She like she had a ride that morning to get picked up and taken to a new location. Like everything was worked out. This guy was like, everything was previously agreed upon. We were supposed to get breakfast this morning. Everything's packed. Good to go on her end. Like the house sold. She was there. He saw her like two hours before we heard that when she was dropped off and everything was fine. She had met new owners and then all of a sudden this weird stuff's going on and you were probably halfway here. I give you another call and say she had been found. She was in custody and don't have any updates on what happened, where she was found. Yeah, it's 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 still a mystery. But here's the thing: um, the way the pastor said it to you leaves me feeling like, okay, so good news. There's not a witch across the street that's chanting and conjuring demons. Bad news. Uh, there's a lady that even the pastor thinks is mentally unstable, but maybe she's not mentally unstable and she just has, she actually has some serious paranormal activity happening in that house. And there's new people taking possession of it. And so my job is to become friends with them to find out if anything's going on in that house. Because she said that there were things going in and out of that house. And he brushed it off as she's mentally unstable. But she didn't, from what you, from what it sounds like, uh, she didn't show signs of being mentally unstable until recently. Yeah, he said he had been um, out getting groceries with her. Everything was fine. Just weird stuff happening in the house right across the street. Mm. Weird stuff happening along that creek. Stuff going missing. Pets going missing. Well, um, when the new people, I haven't seen new people over there, but I'll bring brownies over. Like, hi, welcome to the neighborhood. Can I look around? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'll just be one of those this nosy, snoopy neighbors, I guess. I don't know. But uh, maybe maybe I'll tell them about my podcast and they'll hear this and that's how I'll tell them <laughs> that their house is haunted. <laughs> you live on haunted grounds. Welcome to the neighborhood. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be that guy being like, congrats on the new house. I've heard it's the portal to hell. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I were them, I'd be like, okay, so we've got one of those neighbors. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. But I mean, like, I definitely, I mean, any new neighbors that come into the area and stuff, like, it's it, like, I, like, they did it for us. And, you know, we've done it for others that have come. Yeah. Uh, and, you know. You'd want to know. I never told you this in the first interview. I told you I had seen my grandfather who passed away. He materialized in the backseat of a car. The grandfather that was um, one of the highest ranking men on high jump. Operation high jump. Yeah. The other one was seeing, I described it as a clown because I didn't know what a ghost or a demon was. It was someone with a face. It was almost bloody. And it was this guy talking to me. Around this time, I start seeing a lot of stuff in my own house, including you know, faces in the walls, faces in the ceiling. I would not sleep in my own bedroom. I didn't know what little people were. 
I had all these weird dreams about the little people in the closet. And then I would at night see faces outside looking in the window. Hated sleeping in this bedroom. My parents, I think like I had to sleep with my parents for way longer than most kids just because I was so freaked out about sleeping in this specific bedroom. And then in my 20s, my mom tells me someone passed away in a motorcycle accident underneath my window (laughs) outside. And I go, that would have been useful information back then. Yeah. I don't know how it all works, whether some of this stuff is attracted to the loss of life. You talk about like that massacre site in my town. My entire childhood was framed by this idea that death and negativity not only attracts the spirits of whatever was attached to that specific event, but all this paranormal stuff has like an easier time manifesting itself. We we talked to someone recently who grew up on a property that was um, directly on the Trail of Tears. And she was native and she talked about this experience of seeing all these people outside that were like spirits. I won't ruin what exactly was in it. Yeah. But it touches on this idea like, is this area somehow marked by this traumatic event? And why am I able to see it? Why don't my parents see it? That's what got me into filmmaking. I, I literally have teased the idea of writing a book the last few years about seeing this stuff as a kid. It's tough to make friends at five and six years old. Like imagine Ben right now, if he were seeing ghosts and how hard it would be to make friends at school when you're talking about, you know, what cartoons you all like and what your favorite color is. If you were seeing these dark things or seeing ghosts and none of them believe you, when you get a little bit older, it's, it's kind of difficult to, to fit in with people because you know there's an alternate side to what reality is. And you're trying to figure it out at such a young age. Like, like nobody's teaching you about it. Mm-mm. And you're trying to just understand your existence and place in this reality that you know everybody around you sees very different than you do. I didn't know people didn't believe in Sasquatch until I was like in high school. Oh, really? Like middle school or high school. Because I grew up around so much of that stuff. Probably 20, 25 plus family friends with sightings. Don't go by BFRO. No one reports it. Everyone has sightings. It was just like a way of life. And then when you actually start making friends and you meet people who didn't have those experiences and they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, this stuff isn't real to you? I thought about how convinced I was of this stuff. I wanted to major in primatology in college because I figured by the time I graduated, this thing would have been proven and I would have been at the front line. Like I would have been tip of the spear on studying Sasquatch. Wow. I was like, I would have been graduated into the most exciting time ever in primatology, anthropology. And it was just so shocking to me that people didn't believe this. Because we, I had so many vivid experiences like that that I guess other kids didn't have. And that's why I was so attracted to photography and filmmaking. I literally asked my parents for a camera because 
I was like, when you're gone, I want to take pictures of grandpa. <laughs> and my mom, wow. it was her father who had passed away. She's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, he visits. And I, I wanted to take pictures of the ghosts too. We were friends with a lot of ghost hunters. And I would see all the photos of orbs, whatever photos of, I've seen like photos of full body apparitions. I mean, the main, I think the main story in the episode we recorded was a family friend showed me photos of the face of Sasquatch. Yeah. Growing up, I was 12 years old. It like scared the crap out of me. And then I didn't want to look at him again. It's like burned into my mind. But I wish you were an artist. <laughs> There's a side to it. That's why every person I ask, I've probably scarred Wes because I went up to him when I was like, <laughs> when was that live show? 2019? Uh, it was May 2019 in so Houston. I was like 22 or 23 years old. I go up to him. I'm nervous. I'm so excited to get Wes, I, to, to get Wes to hear what I've seen. Um, Waited through a line of, I don't know, 30 people to get to talk to him. And I'm like trying to spew out all, all this information. I was like, have you ever heard about the, the pupils being vertical slits? Like that's indicative of a nighttime carnivore. It's like, th- th- it makes so much sense. If, if, if the pupils are vertical, they aren't daytime creatures. They're, they're, they're nocturnal. This is only present in um, like some felines and some crocodilians. And it makes so much more sense. And I'm trying to spew this stuff out. I'm probably tripping over my words. So when when I end up meeting Wes, since he's moving down here, apparently, yeah, he's joining the uh, he's joining the train. I, all right, so pause for a second. You just said something that, like Wes is like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wes, first of all, you know I've invited you millions of times. Second of all, you know it's bound to happen. So just give in and just do it. Just jump in and yeah. do it. I mean, Tennessee's great year round. Just do it. Yeah. Anyways, go so ahead. I'm hoping he doesn't recognize me from that. <laughs> but it, it, growing up, it was very difficult. It was almost upsetting because I mean, do you want people to believe you if you've yeah. seen things? How are you going to make friends, especially here, like in the South, where everything's doused in the religious perspective? I was yeah. growing up. I remember being in in Sunday school in church. And I had seen these things. I had seen my grandfather and I was taught that it, he was like an angel of some sort. And they were trying to illustrate the point that heaven is like somewhere else. Like there's a disconnect between earth reality and they're teaching it to like seven-year-olds, six or seven-year-olds. Yeah. There's earth reality that's going on right now. And then there's heaven where you go after. And I'm like, no, like my grandfather was here. Like I saw him. Like it, my sister and I saw him at the same time in the backseat of my mother's car. And that was the experience that turned my father into a believer. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's, it was such an impactful event. He's yelling at the sky after we pull over. My sister's going nuts. She's trying to say the man or like grandfather was trying to hold her hand. I don't have wow. much of a memory of this, but my mom was trying to get my sister to stop crying. We both see his upper half like materialize in between us. I think we're both in car seats. And... My father pulls in behind and he's yelling at the sky and he's like, leave my kids alone. He's doing what any dad would do. But the experience was so real that he felt like he had to do that. He felt like we were threatened because my sister was crying. Um, and that really shaped what I wanted to do. And now I'm like, I've seen the other side. There's stuff out there. 
how can I sit in an office for the rest of my life trying to sell something that does not give any meaning to your life? Yeah. I want to help people share their own stories. That's why I, I loved finding out there were these podcasts because I think you were the first one I emailed and I email you this super long email that Lindsay probably skimmed Thanks, over. Bro. Yeah, you, now that I've seen you, I know never to do that again. <laughs> yeah, just give me the highlights. Give, give me the bullet points. But I was like, finally, I feel like someone's listening to me the, for the first time. Yeah. And I've had all this stuff happen to me. And then I listened to an episode and I'm like, oh my goodness, other people have seen this too. And it's nothing like TV. It's nothing like everyone tries to say it is. That it's, it's isolated stuff. So many people have experienced this. I don't know the correlations, Tons. the connections between everything. I'm excited for the future that we learn more. We may be able to figure some of this stuff out. They look into bloodlines, they look into blood types, locations, um, the religious aspects of it. Everything's different. But that molded what I wanted to do. Mm. And then the future of Merkle Media is like giving us and so many people in the same vein the opportunity to do that. It's like, yeah. how many stories are out there that should be told? How many people are going to be able to find out stuff through what you put out or through what we make together and say, oh my goodness, I, I had those experiences too. Like, I'm not alone in this. Yeah. I, I mean, that is, uh, I mean, I, I'm, you could have said it better than me. You said, you said it way better than me. <laughs> Uh, that I, I'm sitting, you're, you're just looking at me like, oh yeah, I should probably talk. <laughs> no, but I, you're I, you're absolutely right. I agree with you. Um, that's really the foundation of everything that I've I've started. You know, is sharing uh, stories with the world. And uh, when I was a kid growing up, I always, always, always loved when I was surprised. I, it was like a surprise for me when I would turn on a movie. Or turn on a TV show and right in the beginning, it says, based off a true story. I'm like, oh, I hope this is a really good story because it's true. you know. And they're like based off, which means it's like, oh, he said this once and then we're going to build a whole story around it. But I didn't know that. you know. It was the idea of true stories. And ever since I was a kid, that is what grabbed me. And so when you have these fantastical stories that they say is based off a true story, well, that's what Merkle Media is. Like it literally, that's what it is based off a true story. Everything. It's so much fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. Uh, I mean, and it, it's like I said earlier in the beginning stuff, we're going to be venturing out in other things. Like we're going to do treasure hunting stuff. And, and it basically, if I think it's a good idea, if I think it's cool, we're going to do it. You know, we're actually, hopefully uh, within the next, let's just put it this way. In the next couple of years, we're, we're hoping to be able to come out with a feature film. Like like an actual movie, yeah. not, not with acting, you know, like mm -hmm. not not a documentary, not a film where we do investigate, like the, an actual movie. And so, uh, you know, it, we got a lot of things cooking, and it's it's all based off of this uh, idea of presenting stories to the world. Mm -hmm. And and it's just uh, what what you said there though is so beautiful. I almost wanted to end the episode right there. I was like, that's perfect. We got another subject to talk about. <laughs> We got so many subjects to talk. Uh, let, let's um, hang on a second. You know what? You're coming back up in a week. Yeah. Let's do the let's do those treasure treasure hunting stories cool. for for a whole other episode. Okay. Because this is two hours and ten minutes so far. Yeah. 
and that treasure hunting stuff is going to be a wild one because I want to get into it. Okay. So uh, this is going to be a two two part recording. So before we get out of here, um, let and the reason why we're, I'm doing this is because it's almost nine o'clock at night, and I'm really getting tired. <laughs> I'm really getting yeah. tired. And you got a 13 hour drive ahead of you tomorrow. Two K's calling me right now. Uh, yeah. Oh well, no. <laughs> I thought you said two kids at first. No, it's okay. <laughs> well, they, they probably are. No, they've adopted me. They, they be, yeah, they, they better be in bed. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, listen, I, I think it, because the way this conversation went, uh, I think it would be such a hard left turn. Let's make it a whole other episode. And since you're coming back, like I got to go to Pennsylvania for my sister's wedding. When I come back, you'll be back. We're going to be finishing the film. We'll sit down. We'll record a whole treasure hunting we'll do we'll do your stuff we'll do the stuff that we talked about doing together we'll just go all in on it what do you say yeah the parallels with treasure legends the paranormal like it's all there oh, i love it i freaking love it listen uh it, uh dense run in pennsylvania mm -hmm. i did an episode on it and it people freaking loved it they love treasure hunting stuff i love treasure hunting stuff was that kgc yeah knights of the golden circle well that was part of it the, okay. the did you not listen to that episode, bro? I think I did a long time ago. Bro, it's one of my best episodes ever. Okay. I'm not kidding you. Okay. And you as a treasure hunter would love it. If you didn't listen to it, you have to listen to it on the way back to tomorrow to Texas. Okay. I'm telling you, you'll love it. Uh, I forget what it, I, I broadcast it last year. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like called Lost Gold of Dense Run or something like that crazy it's the one where they they came back and it was missing yeah the, the, okay. the fbi took and stuff yeah and so anyways um i love treasure hunting I, and it's something i always wanted to break into whether it's talking about it learning about it doing it and you're a tre like you're a legit treasure hunter you've been on the curse of oak island the tv show which everybody knows i love that freaking tv show uh <laughs> and it's just like I love the idea of finding mysteries and going out. Hey, stop doing that. It's, click, it's clicking the mic. <laughs> love it. Uh, but uh, I, I love the idea of going out, looking for mysteries, looking for lost things, lost civilizations, lost architecture, lost treasures. And so we're going to do a whole other recording with you when you get back on that. And uh, maybe what we'll probably wind up doing is releasing like this as a public show and then your treasure hunting stuff as a member show. Probably is probably how cool. it's going to go, or maybe I'll just make it an, an overtime, one of the two. But uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to broadcast you two Tuesdays in a row. So, <laughs> uh, just in case that people don't like you again, yeah. again, yeah, I'm, sh <laughs> I'm shy. Don't do that. Oh, uh, you, you know, you 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 strike me as a shy person until I get to know you, and then I'll, and then you open up, <laughs> you open up. Uh, but listen, before we get out of here, is there anything you want to promote and stuff? Though, I mean, I, I kind of put you on the spot there with that, but I mean. Uh, do you want to talk about Merkel Media? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Promote my own stuff. <laughs> Is there anything though that you can tell tell people where to find you on social media? Hey, social media has been killing you recently. Like like your your yeah. Instagram. Yeah, like, what the heck? I bro? dropped from. Uh, so, like when I was on tour, I would get I don't know fifteen hundred, two thousand likes on a photo, and it's since dropped into like the twenties. And so I always assumed that I did something on accident to get myself banned. Yeah. Something happened. Yeah. No, I like, I don't think, I don't know. Like, I think the algorithms have changed and stuff. Uh, you're too nice of a guy to get banned. Uh, but I, I don't know what happened. I post a lot of travel photos. Yeah, because you um, travel the world. Yeah, I, I do a lot of stuff. I post some behind-the-scenes photos of you. 
if you want some, I've I've posted a few photos of of our stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want a behind the scenes look on on a few things, I may post stuff here and there. Most active on Instagram. People can find me at christianbroper.com or at christianbroper on pretty much anything. Yeah. Not always active, but uh, you're always I, lurking. I try to. I'm always lurking. <laughs> you're yeah. always lurking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you. Like I'll you look always, at your, you. Send me tweets, and I'm like, yeah, I'm looking at that right right now. now. <laughs> 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 it, it's crazy because like you like uh. I look at your social media and it's a ghost town. Like sometimes like you won't post forever, but you'll always be sending me links on from social media. Like, <laughs> like you're out there lurking in the shadows. You're like, Oh, I'm watching what everybody's saying, but you're yeah. not saying anything. Instagram. Um, they don't like, if you don't post reels now, I think. Yeah. It's video based. I've always stuck to, to posting photos. I'll mm. post travel photos and uh, all kinds of stuff. And I guess I need to, put more video content out there for sure which is i mean it's weird that like <laughs> what i do full-time now is video and then yeah. I, I never post any videos about myself it's a it's about the change man because you're gonna get your butt up here you, you got you got an awesome girlfriend you're gonna you know listen y'all gonna get married one day <laughs> and then you're gonna move up here to tennessee real soon if she's listening right now i'm telling you i'm not gonna say your name because i don't i don't want but i'm just saying you and christian need to move up here like now so like when you graduate college <laughs> you need to come up here okay all right anyways christian i appreciate you uh hopping on here with me and uh hanging out uh we talked about this for like the last three weeks and it came down to the night before you leave <laughs> <laughs> but i'm glad it did though because we have so much that happened just this week yeah we had some good stories time. for people uh and hopefully people enjoyed the conversation and when we have you back on, we're going to dive deep into the treasure hunting and cool. the uh, docu-series you're working on, the li different legends and uh, reincarnation type stuff. Like we Reincarnated were, like, pirates. There, yeah, reincarnated pirates. There is so much that you buried on the first recording with me. Like You're like, oh yeah, I have a paranormal experience. Oh, here's one more. And everybody's like, this show sucks. And then, <laughs> and then like I'm hanging out with you and you're, I'm like, bro, like you, like your whole life is amazingly interesting and you didn't share any of that. You just shared the crappy stories that everybody hated. Like <laughs> I was, I was so nervous. I was like, I'm talking to Tony Merkel. And, then and there's a tornado later, going around you. <laughs> two years later, I'm living in his basement. Pretty much. The kids think that you're their uncle. <laughs> oh man. But no, it's been a pleasure having you around and stuff. And, uh, I'm, I'm excited to have the world hear some more of your stories. Uh, but anyways, everybody, thanks for tuning in for this a little longer episode, two hours and 16 minutes of a recording that I have here so far. I'm probably not going to edit much out. Uh, so hopefully you enjoyed it. And until next week, stay safe, take care, and remember, the truth will set you free. Oh, by the way, if you enjoyed it, share the show. We don't care where you share the show or how you share the show. Just share the stinking show. That's the best thing you can do to help the show grow. Share the show. All right. Until next week, stay safe, take care, and remember, the truth will set you free. But first, it'll piss you off. Bye.
away from enemies from revenge be near To avenge my peers, I confess my sins right here When a pelican swim and a grey whites fly A boy Noah's Ark and enjoy thy ride But the Matrix don't care, we enjoy Cloud 9 6-3 Nicola, no order particular DeLorean dreams of the crack cell But we know the crack gon' sell So if it's a fair, but don't work well I was a hand when Reagan was a cartel Push a bar, do I rap, do I sing, do I preach, I don't know Do I lack anything via love? No, I don't But we gotta be a warrior too Cause that's just what warriors do Like a solid, wanna spin up, but the center of the nexus is me. Yeah, yeah. 